I want to ask everyone out there, humbly, please go to HankStrange.com. That's where you can sign up for our email list. Um, you can see all the different things that we're up to, whether we're on different platforms or where we platforms we got kicked off of, <laughs> places where we had to create totally new identities. Go to HankStrange.com. That's the way to find out about that. We're going to be giving away a whole bunch of things. Oh, good Lord. Uh, There's a picture of me clearing my tooth in the center of the frame. Oh, well, I, yeah, I didn't. Oh. That's good. That's good stuff, Dave. And then he froze. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, all right. Looks like we're we're feeding through here. I am going to drop the open. Welcome back to the Boom. Hank Strange situation. Here we go. Make Life sure you guys subscribe. And Thumbs up. Ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. We are live. I hope you got your big girl panties on because there is a lot of sexiness on this show tonight. A lot of sexiness. First of all, we got his hairness. Brendan Herrera, the AK guy. He's you look like you're trying to give me a run for my money with the length, though. Yeah. Oh, I had a cut. I had my. I had the mohawk nicely shaped up today, man. Come on. You know, you looking good. It's looking good. I wasn't coming on with you without getting it shaped up, man. You know, I'm I glad I was worthy to prepare. Yeah, for I can't it. flip back like yeah, you can, though. Big. Yeah. So <laughs> we also have another sexy guy representing for all the sexy bald guys. We've got Dave from Liberty Suppressors <laughs> joining us. The diametric opposite of Brandon. <laughs> it's the yin and yang. It's yes, okay. Yes. We've got balance. We've yeah. achieved balance. This, everything. Everything. All you ever wanted in sexy men in the gun world. It's all here tonight on this show. This is episode 515 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. As I said, we've got David Sailors of Liberty Cans and Brandon Herrera, the AK guy. If you don't know, you I don't know what's, what's wrong with you. Uh, the show is also brought to us or uh, sponsored by Harry's Holsters. Shout out to Harry's Holsters, makers of fine Kydex holsters that I use. I don't know if any of you guys, you probably use different holsters, you guys, right? Or some of you probably uh, yeah, don't even use holsters. What's a holster? Oh, that's what I figured. Yeah. AKs don't fit in holsters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, someone out I there. I do the, the belt, the, the little belt carry. Yeah. Yeah, where do you put it on the Adidas jogging suit? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say, no one makes a Draco holster. <laughs> that's just why you have elastic waistbands, my friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It depends, you know. Hey, whatever. It's going to be a lot of elastic. <laughs> a lot of elastic in that bad. Anyway, so we've got these guys joining us. It's going to be a uh, great show. Shout out to everyone who is here with us right now. Please smash the thumbs ups. All right. Ring the bell so you can be notified. We appreciate all that. Um, let's see. Dave. Uh, yeah, you look like you're freezing every now and then. I yeah, I've noticed that. I don't know what's causing it. There's nothing on my bandwidth except oh, okay. me. Oh. I don't know why I'm doing it. You're just too you're just too good looking for for yeah, your bandwidth. So. That's what's going on there. Okay, we'll we'll totally deal with it. Um let's see, I'm gonna start with you, Dave. What's been going on, man? I'm trying to remember the work you we're working a lot of work. Yeah, you were last here when? I think you just said December. December? Oh wow. Tenth is what it said on the on the uh, software. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Time is really flying. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember the last time you were on. I think you sent me a calendar since then, which I have. Yes, I have that somewhere around here. I moved, so uh, there's oh. still stuff in boxes. I'm in the same building. I just moved over to a little bigger 
studio in here. So, oh, there it goes. Lola just found it. Boom. Oh, look at that. The 2020 catalog right there with lots of pictures from David Sailors in there. I'm yeah, gonna... that's, that's like one of four. Yeah. That's all. There's only a handful of those in existence. Oh, really? Oh. Okay. Was this one personally signed? If there's only. No, I didn't sign any of them. I just gave them to close friends. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Cool. I appreciate it. Some good pictures in there. Not the kind of not the kind of catalog Brandon's used to. There's no. No, I like those. I like those a lot because it's got the big pictures and not a lot of words yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't bother with words. Yeah. Words. Who needs those? We just need pictures of stuff. Yeah. What is this? Six five by fifty two R. Look at that. So, yeah, good stuff. I, 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 I like this catalog. Okay, and Brandon, of course, I'm trying to remember the last time you were on, Brandon. Uh, it's been a while, Hank. I missed you. I missed you a lot. You know that? Really, really. It's funny. I did. I seriously did. Yeah, it's funny because I was going to tell you that Patrick was just complaining, Babyface P, <laughs> that you're on the show <laughs> and he wasn't invited. Yeah. Oh, he's not going to be joining us? No, he's, no, he's very upset about that. Oh, uh, I always enjoy his AK talk. I still, I, I still need to get him a, uh, I think, my Venmo account uh, for the kit he's picking up from me. I think he's picking up like a '74 kit or something. Yeah, he says tell Brandon uh, to get back to me about paying for the parts. <coughs> also, tell him I miss him. Tell him, Aww. tell him I love him. No, that's I'm just making that up. He's oh well, I love him. He, so it's okay. he doesn't want everyone uh, else he, to know about that. He doesn't want everyone else to know. Oh, okay. All right, sorry, I ruined it live. <laughs> uh, no, the um, <clears throat> excuse me. No, he's always a fun one to to be on the show. I I see his texts and then I reply in my head and then I forget <laughs> to type it. I do that all the time. People I like, bet. Are you ignoring me? I'm like, no, sorry. I'm just. I see a, a shiny object and I'm gone. Yeah. Yes, I bet that happens, man. I've seen you hanging out with all. Do you know what? I was looking at one of your videos a couple of days ago. You're hanging out with the big, the big sexy ballers in the gun game, man. We're, uh, you guys are all big sexy yeah. ballers. What oh, are you talking man. about? No, I, I, I'm pretty sure I saw you hanging out with the black rifle guys. You were getting yes. You were getting like jumped into some kind of gang. You were getting yeah. gang tattoos. Uh, I was gonna get a gang tattoo, yeah. Right. Uh, I hadn't gotten a tattoo before, but I was tempted. If they if they were gonna let me in, I was like, oof. I actually texted my girlfriend and uh, convinced her that I actually did get the tattoo, and I'm like, yeah. she she was not happy. Oh, you don't have any me. tattoos? No, not at all. And so that was oh. gonna be the first one, and I had it like right on the wrist. I'm like, ah, check it out. They let me in the gang. Yeah. She's like, what the fuck? Yeah, you're not allowed to do that without talking to your woman. Oh, <laughs> I don't man. care how macho was, uh, you are, you know. But they're they're really seriously they're they're a fantastic crew. I, I mm -hmm. was very um, not surprised, but it's it's very weird to see these people that you've been idolizing since you're like 16. Like I'm sitting on the couch with them watching a boxing match. Yeah. Do they know I'm not supposed to be here yet? Yeah. Let's run down who was there. So um, I'm trying to. What's the name of uh, Matt Best? Right. Matt Best. Black Rifle uh, Coffee. Um, pretty sure I saw Demo Ranch there. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, Matt from Demolition Ranch. Mm -hmm. um, Eli it was Eli's birthday is why I went down there, so uh, I was hanging out with him. He's he's definitely he's a cool dude. Mm -hmm. uh, Clean the Twitch streamer, okay. which he's trying to teach me how to do all the Twitch stuff because I don't. I'm a I'm a, I guess a millennial by birth date, but a just complete. I'm a boomer by by traits. I don't understand any of that tech shit. So oh okay. Oh, you're not on any. You you don't play any video games online. 
I don't do any of the PC game stuff. I, I don't, mm. I don't really, I don't know that entire arena. So I'm going to have to get into it and I think it'll be fun, but I, I know nothing about it. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, they were there. A donut operator, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. He's definitely, he's an awesome dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just a That's really, great. yeah. Funky crowd. I mean, it was awesome. It was, it was really, really cool. That looked like a, that looked like fun stuff that was going on there. Uh, let me see. I'm trying, you need to center yourself a little bit because it's the three of, oh, there you go. See, if you're not in the middle, man, then, you know, people are going to be like, what are they talking about with the sexiness? We need to, for so all if the I'm ladies. Over here, you can't see me? No. <laughs> okay, so if I need to pick my notes, I'm over here, right? Yeah, uh, okay, depends okay. on unless I go full screen. That, that's exactly. <laughs> don't, don't do me like that, man. Just let me know. Give me a warning and I will go full screen. You know? I'll give you the, yeah, the, the little. Too much indicator. pressure. Yeah, we already caught Dave out there at the beginning of this, so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Boy. Don't watch the first ten seconds of the stream, yeah. guys. Just skip ahead. You didn't see this. Now you know. You know how the internet works. They're scrolling right yeah. to it now. <laughs> yeah. Rewind. Yeah. Um. So yeah, where was the, where was that place that you were in that video? Because that looked like some kind of like badass dude hangout spot that you guys. I saw people kickboxing, or was that just video from different places? That was a couple different places. Oh, okay. Some of it was Eli's house. Some of it was uh, Matt Best's house with his his gym and everything like that. Which is really kind of it was it was a crazy gym. That was a nice nice gym. Mm-hmm. I could see why he's jacked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I some of Donut Operator's video that I saw. Um, I don't know if it's out yet, but he had some video of me sparring with Matt Best, who's a very intimidating human. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> you know, somebody who's like. Somebody like me who's just like, I like hanging out with people and I like gun stuff and making shit. And mm-hmm. somebody like him who has killed a lot of people just <laughs> sparring up. It's like, oh, yeah, I really don't want to hit this dude. This is why we this is why we make guns, my friend. I don't know why. I don't know why you're sparring. <laughs> it's like I'm in a, I'm a black belt in the art of click pow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is why 50 caliber AK, in case anyone is like thinking, oh, what do we need that for? Yeah. Great CCW option, of course. Yeah. You're just going to need yeah. some very some tighter elastic waistband yeah. uh, material, yeah. but just say industrial. Yeah, Brand. exactly, exactly. Oh, let me get this uh, super chat in here real quick. Flying Rich says uh, he gave us a couple of bucks. He says Hank Brandon said he missed you at IV eighty eight eighty eight. So I did miss you at IV. Yeah. Okay. See, I've got to I've got to get back over there. We'll see. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make it this year either. But, uh, oh really? Yeah, there's like too many. Everything happens at the same time, right? It's like there's it's it's radio silence for six weeks, and then everything happens in the same yeah. three weekends. We need to get some coordination in the gun world. Like I need a break. I can't go to every single you know event like they're all happening at the same time or days apart. You know, this is how my hair will go gray. So yeah, yeah. But that's all. I say I was doing it in the beard. Huh? It's already doing it. In the oh beard. yeah, man. Oh yeah. This there's gray hair everywhere, man. It's you know. I can't go gray, or else I look like Doctor Strange. <laughs> well, that's not bad. It's coming. Yeah. Ah, uh, I know. Well, genetically, it's gonna fall out in the next five years. Oh. So I'm just enjoying it while I can. Yeah. <laughs> Glue it in. <laughs> yeah. I won't be one of those two pay guys. I'm gonna look like Dave. Yeah. Just there glue. you go. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Understand. Oh, I, listen, you can always do the Trump comb over, man. There you go. Oh, just rock no. it as long as you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brand. I don't know if you, well, you don't know Brandon yet, but Brandon, I think you worked for Trump a little bit on his campaign, right? For like two seconds? 
Yeah, yeah. during the uh, the 2016 campaign, that was kind of interesting. It was kind of like a catch me if you can type of thing, where I was just trying to use it to just see how high I could go up the chain in the campaign and just have fun with it. And I ended up getting um, photos with El Perez and and Mike Pence and everything, and like going on to Trump Force One, which is just it was cool as shit. I, I was I was, I was, I was so jealous, man. man. I was like, what the hell is going on with this guy? Is he? It's just confidence. It's like no, acting like you know what you're doing and acting like you belong and looking nice, looking sharp, and then nobody questions a uh, damn thing. This is why you buy a yeah. suit. You sit here on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. Uh, but I had to get like Secret Service clearance and everything like that. So now my background checks come back really quick. Oh. <laughs> good thing. Good thing. Yeah, we know him. Yeah. Good thing. Um, yeah. So let me see. There's a, there's a whole bunch of different things going on here. Um, Dave, uh, I know since you were here the last time you were working on a 50, like we're talking about Brandon's 50 AK, you guys are supposed to be working or you do you already have that 50 suppressor? Yeah, we've got it built and it works and it works fairly well. Oh, okay. It's all titanium, so it don't weigh a ton, Mm -hmm. but, uh, and that makes it kind of expensive, but Mm -hmm. it works. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. We finally got it going. Okay. What's the you know, what's the cost of that? And Walter, Walter's supposed to be putting us together a, a safety harbor upper, okay, so that we can do some cross promotional stuff. Oh, okay. Is that only uh, for bolt action, or can it work on a, a let's say a fifty caliber AK? <laughs> yeah, I mean, depending on how touchy the gas system is, I'm not mm, sure how yeah. your gas system's adjusted. I don't know if you've got bleed off valves or if you're running like the adjustable piston system or something like mm. that. But as long as you've got some control over the gas flow, because it's going to build back pressure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's something you've got to be able to work with. If yeah. you can handle the back pressure, it'll work. That's just yeah. the nature of the beast, I'm afraid. So what, what we use kind of to, to regulate some of the gas so we can use a lot of different loads is mm-hmm. kind of like the way the, a, uh, the AK system works in general, but just to a greater degree, where your gas chamber, since it's long piston operated, your gas mm-hmm. chamber in the gas block where all the pressure builds up uh, has a taper right during the unlock as far as it goes back um as far as it needs to go back before the bolt unlocks and that taper bleeds off any excess so it it doesn't completely solve any gassing issues but it does help quite a bit whereas direct impingement just sends whatever gas was going out mm-hmm. yeah it's like have some <laughs> yeah. yeah here you go yeah. boom and it hits yeah. so mm. this is the part where i regret that we cannot like show guns Live <laughs> while we're doing the show because yeah, I would I can do I, like a napkin sketch yeah I would be demanding to see the 50 is there, is there gonna be a cutaway where is the a where is, like, is of the 50 is there gonna be like a you know one something where we can see all the functions of it or oh yeah no I would love to like uh one of the things that we can do because we're because from day one I've, I've been doing this like for production type stuff mm-hmm. which um, it's kind of been a learning experience the whole time. You can see I'm kind of getting closer and closer to actually knowing what I'm doing mm-hmm. uh, compared to where I started. But uh, we did it for production, so it's uh, we have all the CAD models of everything. So if we wanted to do a cutaway in the computer and show every piece and the splits and different places or whatever as it's functioning, it's very easy to do that. Okay, yeah, I would love to see that. I actually did that at one point. Oh, okay. Uh, it didn't look very good because our models weren't complete on the inside, but it... Uh, it, it illustrated the, the concepts. All right, so we didn't get we didn't get this out in a video anywhere, right? No, I don't think so. I did a couple of renderings. Though the problem with SolidWorks is that I have a shitty computer, 
And so uh, trying to render just a photo of a CAD rendering, like a really good render, takes like 20 minutes. And so doing a video, is, that would oh. probably just crash my computer instantly. Oh, okay. So I just need to get a better rig. My computer crawled out of 2004. Oh, okay. Why do you, uh, is that a PC or a Mac? What are we talking about here? Uh, PC, it's a Toshiba. Oh, um, from 2004? Oh, no, I don't think it's actually from 2004, but it's just, a, it's, a, it's an old laptop. Oh. I, I got it uh, from like an engineering uh, liquidation sale or something. So it had all the, all sorts of software already on it. It's okay, like, we got to figure out how to, I don't, I don't understand this, Dave. We got to figure out how to, you can't build a 50 on an old computer. We got to upgrade the computer. Hey, oh, you can it. build a 50 with a stick welder if you're brave. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I guess you can hey, do Hey, you that. remember old Russ, uh, Royal Nunsuch videos back when that, that, that dude was... I, I wouldn't have done half the shit he did. But that, he was a cool man. He it was, was entertaining. Cool it was entertaining. I know a lot of people that... Because he doesn't... Royal Nunsuch doesn't make videos anymore, right? No, I don't think so, which is a yeah. shame. Uh, I know he's got, I know he's still doing stuff. I just don't know. I think he got tired of just the yeah. the hustle of YouTube, mm -hmm. all the, especially his videos getting demonetized and striked and everything. Yeah. I think, I don't know if you know who that is, Dave, Royal Nonsuch. That was the kid that was like building guns. He's like, oh, his yeah. Own guns. I seen, he would take like pipe and make 12 gauge shots. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That was Rick. Yeah. People yeah. love those videos. I think he, well, of course. They like freedom. Yes, yeah, exactly. Crazy <laughs> concept. Yeah, I don't know. Where does that come from? Um, yeah, I think he sold his channel or something, right? I heard, yeah, that's I what I heard. he was doing work with Mark Serbu for okay. a while. Uh, I don't know if Mark's still running the Ooh. channel or what, but... Oh, that poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's not get into that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just stay away from that. That's, yeah, no, no, that's fine. That's a whole other... Yeah. That's one person well, I was thinking about. Step on a huh? A landmine there? No, 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 not at all. <laughs> yeah, um, I know who that is. Let's just put it that way. Okay, let's uh, let's see here. Yeah, so the the last time these guys were on, I think both of these guys, the last time they were on, we could actually handle guns on the show. Now we last day, we could. Yes. Yeah. Now we can't touch guns anymore. What do you guys think about this? Uh, do you does either one of you, Dave? Do you go live on uh, Liberty Suppressors social media ever? Not, I haven't since since last December. I haven't done mm -hmm. it. I used to do Instagram lives mm -hmm. pretty regular, mm -hmm. and it got to where I just didn't have the time. It just there was a schedule conflict in mm -hmm. the fall of last year, and I had to stop doing them. But okay. I enjoyed the, the live streams on Instagram, but I'm assuming at the same time YouTube enacted their ban that I'm pretty sure Instagram probably did, too. No. Facebook, mm -mm. they haven't? I don't think so, right, Brandon? You could do... No, I I, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I think it's yeah, just a YouTube thing. not too bad. Yeah. Is it? Okay. Yeah, I think yeah YouTube, YouTube is too... Yeah. Yeah. Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Facebook owns Instagram. I'm not saying that they won't do that at some point in the future. I hope not. But I mean, come on. These these guys are pretty terrible. I mean, they deleted my Facebook page a couple weeks ago. I still haven't been oh, able really? to get them. Yeah. Deleted the oh, page. I didn't know about that. Yeah. We had close to like 17,000 followers on there. They just deleted wow. it one day. Uh, we've been trying to get it back. 
But it's so bad that when I talk to people over there, they're like, uh, you know, who did you piss off? <laughs> so, yeah, because yeah, I heard that, um, you know, they were try. it was supposed to come back. They were working on getting it back. And somehow it just keeps getting killed before it can come back. So, Somebody up frame yeah. of the text. Yeah, I'm on an extra special list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, because there were other people in that time frame that uh, got their Facebook pages deleted and they got it back, but I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the Hank Strange one. Don't know who we messed with. You know, um, we'll we'll we started a whole new one. It's called Hank dot uh, Hank Strange dot com. If anyone wants to go look it up, but it takes forever to build up those things, you know? Yeah, especially now. Uh, yeah. Growing a Facebook page now mm -hmm. is damn near impossible compared mm -hmm. to like 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they want you to pay them to grow it now. Yeah. Well, and, so, and, and I'm more than willing to do that because Facebook ads convert very well. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. in the gun industry, they won't let us run the damn ads. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. So that throttle, it's self-throttling. Yeah. yeah. And mm -hmm. I think, so they don't even want you, well, so first of all, you're not supposed to sell guns on there. Fine. That's their thing. I think one of the things they're mad at us about is that we shared deals. I don't know why I can't share deals. That doesn't. Yeah, your well, Mr. Gunzinger does it all the time. His, yeah, go his ahead. His goal. Huh? I mean, the guys in the shop will look for your post. Yeah. Or they did. Yeah. Because, you know, ammo deals were phenomenal. Yeah. And you were sharing them as they were doing it, you know? Yeah, I think like you said, like Brandon said, Guns and Gear does it. I mean, let's, I don't see what's the. I understand if they say, okay, we don't want you using our platform to sell a, a gun from you to another person. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think that's what they were cracking down on mostly was private sales. Right. 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 Even though obviously everyone is obligated to follow the law in whatever state they live in. Right. We've had that conversation um, with 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 the owner of Arms List, for example. Arms List is constantly mm. getting sued and harassed because yeah. they're like Craigslist for the gun world, right? But mm -hmm. they're not doing anything illegal, right? They're just a platform right. on which people, people are, can talk to each other. Right. People are trying so, to figure out a way to, to burn them, but they can't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I can almost see what Facebook is getting at if they're going at it from like a company, like a liability standpoint where they're like, look, we can't, we don't want to screw with these lawsuits where, you know, people are buying person to person, whatever. It's just not financially worth it for us. If they didn't have an agenda and that was their reason, I'd actually, I'd understand that. I, I get it. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. but it's kind of clear by the way they've enforced a lot of this, the shit, that there's more to it than that. Yeah. And then why can't I share a sale of something? I mean, so like if someone, if this place has something off, like, you know, $100 off or whatever, why can't I just say to people, oh, these guys, because they're not buying it on Facebook. They have to go to those people. They're people's not buying it from you. Yeah, they're not buying it from me either. You're right. So, and Because th that doesn't even violate their terms of service, I don't think. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't, but that's one of the things they came back with saying, and I'm like, I, I don't understand. What? Yeah, that's what they, that's what they said in our case. Um, oh my God! I, I that see that blows my mind. It's like yes. Yeah, so well, where in the terms of service does it say I can't do that? If you want to add it, great. If not, don't enforce it. Yeah. The crazy thing about it too is, so I have access to my personal Facebook page, but I have a separate Facebook page that I do car stuff on, and a separate Facebook page for this show, 
I have no access. And a separate Facebook page for all the freaky shit. Yeah, the freak. No, just just that's a group. <laughs> that's a private group. <laughs> yeah, Brandon, you get kicked out of the group like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my bad, my bad. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so the thing is, I have no access to those pages. So my car page, I can't post anything on. And the 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 page for this podcast, I can't post anything on. You know, wow. so that it's really crazy what's happening now with that. Hmm? They have locked them down where you can't even get to them. No, I could see them, and then every time when I try to go in there, they're like, "Yeah, you're locked out of this." Huh. So I'm like, okay, what, what? Like, what is this? I even uh, I was trying to ask someone about that over there. Like, okay, so why can't I access these things? Which you know, I never even did. Like on the car thing, all I do is post the car videos. So it's the, the whole social media thing's getting real crazy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. One of the refreshing things about Twitch is uh, it was broken down to me, the, mm-hmm. the whole platform. They're incredibly, like, laissez-faire about guns. I said you can do range streams where you can just live stream uh, shooting at the range and nobody cares. And they said mm-hmm. the only thing that they'll uh, get you for in the terms of service is uh, brandishing or threatening somebody with a weapon. If mm-hmm. you threaten somebody with a gun— obviously mm-hmm. they can they can terminate your account but mm-hmm. you can you can flat out shoot machine guns live on air and they don't care yeah and that should be fine because you're not violating any laws yeah yeah <laughs> yeah well the way violate the law or don't violate the law uh don't be a danger to other people or yourself don't threaten mm-hmm. suicide and don't threaten people with a weapon it's like that seems like common sense to me so they're they're yeah. really <laughs> yeah it, it it listen when i actually wound up speaking to folks from uh, youtube when this all happened so right before it happened, they got in touch with me. I think they spoke to the bigger guys as well, but they spoke to me because we actually do this. We go live uh, Monday to Friday, right? So in the gun world, I guess we're doing it a lot on, on YouTube's platform. And they spoke to me about it. They just told, I think there were like three or four lawyers on my call. Wow. And they were like, yeah, you can't talk about this until we announce it. You know, um, <laughs> you should have just made that call go on as long as you could to just milk YouTube of that precious attorney money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wish. About- <laughs> it was such yeah, a. So you got 300, 400 bucks an hour at least going on. Like, oh, yeah, no, yeah. no, let's keep this going. It was <laughs> such a weird call, man. They were trying to tell me that, like, one of the attorneys was like, oh, me and my husband, we're into we're into guns. I was like, there's no way. You know, I'm not like if how could you be into guns? You're doing this. It's basically like segregation because I was like, you're you're. They said they're doing this whole. They have this whole policy because there's been people that have gone live and done bad things. You know, kill people, etc. Okay, I said okay. I've been do. I've I've had a channel for um, like actively for over seven years. I've never done anything bad. What what do I have to do with that person? You know. And they're like, well... That is so dumb. Yeah, it is. Why, why are you getting pigeon pigeonholed because of the actions of another? Well, and not just that, but, like, do they think anybody is going to give a shit about their account being terminated if they're going to go grease people live on air? No, they're not. They're you know, not. Do you think they're going to give a shit if no, they come back a absolutely. week later and YouTube determines, oh, that's, oh, buddy, that's against our policy? Yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> is that so... And I said to them, I, so I said, how... It, look at all the... Because if you look at the the amount of traffic that's going over the the bandwidth for youtube right i was like how the hell are you guys even going to know this how will you be able to tell if i'm show? because they said that you could show pictures you could show video and stuff like that as long as it's not live 
And I was like, how are you guys going to know? What if I pick up a toy? You know, how, how could you tell? And how's the algorithm or whatever it is going to be able to figure that out? And they're like, oh, we'll have someone watching you. That's yeah. nice. So, yeah, which is – so obviously they don't have someone watching everyone. YouTube, right. I actually changed my mind. I like your policies and I am glad to abide by them. Uh, please, I like my account. It's really nice. Yeah, yeah. His name is really – let's make up who, – who do you not like? Let's just make up what your yeah, name yeah, is. Yeah, right. <laughs> that, that my guy. name is Jake Paul. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I will get him. So they actually told me – they were like, yeah, we're going to have someone watching you. And I was like, just think about what you're telling me. The person who you know, because they said they've seen my videos, they know what I do. Okay, so the person who you know, who's never done anything like this, who's a professional, I've been doing this for, for seven years, you're going to watch me. And that's supposed to stop some crazy guy out there who decides to do something <clears throat> and go live. You're not going to be watching him. That's going to go up and go live anyway, which is the reason why you're doing all of this. And what you're going to do about that is harass me over it. Right. So and and they were like, yeah, pretty much that's what we're going to do. That's our policy. <laughs> but, you know, we're not trying to come down on you guys. We're not trying to kick gun guys off of YouTube. And I would have just loved it for them and like with a straight face. So that's what you're going to do. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, so they were telling me all of this stuff and then half the videos on this channel like the day when they announced it and then I did make a video about it, half the videos on this channel demonetized you know and so we had to like we're constantly fighting that have you seen the new format that they're doing for the youtube videos the, the new uh monetization content thing no what so i was just told about this by my editor this morning mm -hmm. um apparently they've just changed it again uh probably as i think as of today or something and i don't really? know if they're beta testing this right now okay but when you upload a video, apparently there's content. So you know how now they've got the thing like is, is this content made for children right. type thing? Right, the, the COPPA the thing. New laws. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now they've, they've gone even further and they say like does this include swearing? Does this include violence? Does what? this include gun content? And if it does on any of those, you click it and it's got, okay, what kind? Like so swearing, did you say damn it? Did you say – and I'm not going to say all the words that I don't know mm -hmm. if you want on the podcast. Right. Um, and I don't care if you uh, curse by the way. It's fine. Okay, because yeah. I was going to say some heinous shit. Yeah, where, uh, where, no, where? I mean, you know, we, we have the warning. This is not for kids. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, yeah, I was. Yeah. All right. Um, I will spare the sensitive ears just in mm -hmm. case. On the like gun stuff, they said uh, I, I'm trying to remember what the categories were. I think it was uh, gun content as far as like um, talking about guns or something like that, or like airsoft stuff. Or no, 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 no. It was. It was like handling of firearms or something wow um they've got airsoft stuff where like people are shooting each other quote unquote like force on force type stuff mm -hmm. and then there is selling of guns and the implication behind that i think is that say uh selling guns is like the least likely to be monetized and possibly get um either shadow banned or completely kicked off the platform yeah that is uh, that's actually pretty interesting i i i could say that our days are numbered then i don't know i i so part of me i I want to be kind of an optimist about it mm -hmm. and say that that's almost a good thing because now there's a delineation. It's not just all gun content is gun content. Now mm -hmm. there's like 
okay, safe handling of firearms in a controlled environment is different than mm-hmm. a video of a cop murdering somebody. Right. You know, like these things are not all on the same level. I want I want to say that's well, the case, but I don't trust. I them. mean, it feels like Nazi Germany saying, hey, can you just tell us if you're Jewish? We're not going to do anything with that. Uh, yeah. no, when you say you are a, a, a Juden, are you like your whole family was a Jew or <laughs> yeah. you were just you converted? Mm. Mm-hmm. I th- How Jewish are you on a scale of one to three? Yeah, I think you immediately, and obviously you, if like, so for us doing gun stuff, obviously we're going to go, this is gun content. And then we're going to go down that tree of different things where you rat yourself out to them. How's that going to help you? I mean, are they going to go, okay, these guys, they were honest with us. They told us what they're doing. We will put them over here where everybody in the world could see them now. I think it's just going to help to shadow ban us more. I don't. I just don't see how it's going to be a good thing. I, I, I'm, I'm concerned about that, and I'm also mm-hmm. concerned about uh, the implication of, like, if they just decide, oh, no, this guy's lying. Mm-hmm. He owns a gun company, like in my case. Mm-hmm. Oh, this guy's actually selling guns. This is like kind of like a hidden promotion for it. Yeah. He's lying to us. Let's completely kick him off the platform because right. he said he's just handling guns and not selling them. But, you know, we think he's marketing. So that's boom. true. That's and, true. I mean, like Dave, for example, Dave does um, Dave. Well, actually, you don't sell guns, Dave. You sell suppressors. So yeah, they're mufflers. Yeah, mufflers. <laughs> so I don't even know where that stands in there. And I remember mm-hmm. I think it was the last time when Dave was on, he was talking about this that YouTube actually went into his videos and edited his videos. Yeah. Wait, can you, what? Can, can you even, like, do hand gestures now like you might be shooting a gun? Hold on. What? <laughs> yeah, is that illegal? Yeah. So go ahead. Tell, <laughs> what, was the, what was the case? Yeah. Well, go ahead, Dave. I, I, have a, I have a 5.56 Integral, okay? And I did a video where I basically go over the talking points of it and then I shoot it some and then I go over some talking points and then I shoot out the rest of the mag and then I walk out front. That's the basics of the video rolling in one. They literally black screen out the part where I take aim and hit the steel with it just so you can kind of hear the gun shooting. You can I've still never hear it heard that. in the background and you can hear the steel dinging but it blacks out the part where I'm actually firing the rifle. Yeah. You sure that might have not been like a video corruption no, or something? No, we all that's we, crazy. we went to look at it the video. It had been up for a while. No, yeah. what? Yeah. And they edited out the part where I where I took aim and shot at the target. Yeah. They sure that's weird. I've mm-hmm. I have never heard of that happening. I think that it's was an ex- on the YouTube channel. If you go watch the uh, the Zulu 556 Integral at LibertyCans.net or Liberty Suppressor. This whole thing's just an elaborate attempt for him to him to get us to watch the video just to see if they've watched it. <laughs> He's like, yes, the views, the sweet views. Yes. <laughs> it, but we actually. The sweet views. Since I don't monetize any of the right. Liberty video content, mm-hmm. that, that's the that worst part there. It's not even monetized. What does it have to do with that? Honestly, well, that might help you a little bit. Yeah. They, they flag it faster. Oh. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we went to look at it and we saw what you're talking about. So it wasn't just a glitch when Dave was looking at it. We actually no, it, went to it, look it at it. It black while I'm shooting and then it fades back in after I stop. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, and I didn't do that. I edited that video. I did not do that, that. That might be some kind of test that they're running. Yeah, that would I be think interesting. A, I, think, I think they had a bot crawling the, crawling the site, yeah. blacking out anytime someone was aiming a firearm. Yeah, what was the uh, what when when what was the date it was posted? I don't know. I'd have to look. 
Yeah. Let me see. Yeah. I can open another tab right here. See if you, I mean that's <laughs> yeah. not gonna that's not gonna make your, your video be any more stop motion than it is, but um <laughs> I, I was just curious if it was like a last week thing or like a year ago thing. This this was Oh no, it's a year at least a year. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, the things we don't know what they're up to, right? All we know is they keep branching off everything, and they're they're specifically looking at people, you know, and they have That's people a- looking at these things. So if you identify, it's like with the kids stuff. If you identify yourself as a as you're doing kids video, you're telling them, hey, all these other million people that just uploaded stuff, don't look at them. Look at me because I'm doing kid, uh, uh, you know, content for kids. So look at my stuff. Someone comes in there and looks at it, but we don't know who that person is. And they just go, don't like this. This is terrible. You know, how do you, because I don't know if you've ever tried to fight anything with them. They basically Mm -hmm. just do whatever the hell they, you know, whatever they want to do. There's some things I'll I'll share with you. Some of the tricks that we learned about that, by the way, on um, some of the uh, monetization stuff, like, oh shit, for example, um, one of the things that we learned is when videos of ours spike, like they really hit it good with the algorithm mm-hmm. and uh, like you, you have a massive takeoff. Like for us, the cursed gun images videos were big. Mm-hmm. Um, the, of course, the AR guys versus AK guys, the whole series was big. Those mm-hmm. were our videos that would spike. And so what that means is on pretty much almost the exact seven day mark within a minute or two of the seven day mark, mm-hmm. it would just take off. And uh, if it did well on the first day, it would take off again, bigger the second, bigger the third, until it just kind of leveled out and it found a broad enough audience where it just started to decline again. Mm-hmm. And you'd rack up 200, 300,000 views in mm-hmm. that period. Wow. And so um, we, we started really I'm, – I'm a, I'm a data nerd. I'm an analytics nerd to a core. And so I'm, I'm looking at all the, the, the data and shit on the back end. One of the things that I noticed is that a video of ours that I thought was primed to spike, if it was demonetized and you fought it, and you you contested it, said this you know this video is suitable for all advertisers, and they found you were right, and they remonetized it would still spike. If they found you were wrong, and hard coded it demonetized, it would not spike mm-hmm. because they knew the ad revenue wouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. And, but if it, it's left on the periphery and you request a manual review, and just leave it ambiguous, it could still spike. Yeah. So depending on which one's more important to you, the views and the growth or the ad revenue, mm-hmm. that kind of determines a lot of whether or not we fight it. Yeah. And that's a weird thing. I mean, so maybe for someone like like Dave and Liberty, because he's a manufacturer, doesn't care really about all of that. I think he's making he, – you're making videos, Dave, basically so your customers can find out info about the cans and like how to maintain them or something, right? Yeah. There's there's that there's mm-hmm. the service side, but it's also to showcase the product so mm-hmm. people can mm-hmm. kind of see it without actually just looking at a static photo of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I I mean I find your videos uh, to be very informative, right? So. Yeah, that's the goal of them. Yeah. Yeah. So and I and I think a lot of times there people, if you're thinking about liberty, you're gonna go, oh, let me see if there's a video for that and go look it up. But of course, discovery would be great, right? You want someone if they're just looking for suppressors in general to see your stuff, see who you are. I'm like, oh, I like that guy. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll check out his company and buy some stuff from him. So what about now when you're talking about folks? And I don't know exactly where your category is, Brandon, with this because I know you're kind of like a manufacturer. But at the same time, you are creating content. I'm sure you would just love, you know, you would love to get some advertising off of this stuff, help fund, you know, more guns, etc. Right? Oh yeah. By the way, 
This uh, podcast brought to you by Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, what, we're, no, we're actually we're doing our first ad spot for them on Monday. The ads oh, for really? us, the, okay. the, the branded content is, is a lot better. Than, the branded content is better than the yeah. ad revenue for sure because, yeah, you pick up a lot more that way. So then how do you do that? Because the thing is, is like, okay, let's say we're we're coming to the point, I think from what you were saying that, okay... It's better to not even be monetized in a lot of cases and just let that natural discovery happen. I agree with you in what you're saying. Every video I put up, they demonetize. I've really? got like 92,000 subscribers and they, they hit every single video and the numbers are coming in like in the thousands of views, which is crazy. So there's some tricks. There's mm -hmm. some tricks to fighting that too, by the way. Um, mm -hmm has a lot to do with your tags, the things that you choose in the tags, things you choose in the description. Mm -hmm. And there's little things that can get you before you even realize it. Oh, okay. do, do you, we uh, don't do even you put up tags. Your videos? Uh, mostly no, but we don't even okay. use tags anymore. All tags are deleted. We don't, you know, we don't have any tags. So you do definitely want to use some, okay. uh, but just keep them neutral. Mm -hmm. you, want to, you want neutral tags, everything like that. Keep it out there. Uh, description, same thing. Uh, you also want uh, like for example, in the, if you, uh, this is something we found out the hard way. So like in a lot of our videos, it, it, it opens with, you know, what's up you sexy YouTube mother lovers. Mm -hmm. And the way that came about is it used to be what's up you sexy YouTube motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. The only problem is you, so you can swear in videos. That's not a problem. You can't do it in the first 30 seconds or in the title. Uh, okay. And that they, the, if they, they catch you in that and you auto captioning automatically demonetized. Okay. Okay. And so little tricks like that that you can use to stay monetized, but about half of ours stay monetized, uh, maybe more. Okay. Yeah, I, I, we find it to just be like an uphill battle, um, you know, with the videos, both here and on that side. Like here, if you go back and look at here on the podcast side, obviously we're doing a two-hour podcast, right? So not as mm -hmm. many people subscribed, uh, not as many people looking. I think our average view duration here is like half an hour. Which is and that's a long time. Yeah, that's, that's a, a long time. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. But if you go back a year, if you even go back like eight months, we would put up these videos. We would get several thousand views. Now you put up the videos and it's getting like you know maybe five six hundred views, and so obviously mm -hmm. something's going on there. That I think part of that could be organic too, because there's a lot more mm -hmm. people on the platform now when mm -hmm. it comes for long form content. A lot mm -hmm. more people doing podcasts, a lot more people doing live streams. Mm -hmm. You were the first, you were an early adopter, I think, mm -hmm. uh, to the podcast game. Oh, so now and it's just uh, more spread out because there's probably other people going live right now. Honestly, I think there's probably like maybe 10 times the amount of people in the gun space alone mm -hmm. that are doing this sort of stuff wow. Uh, wow. than when you started. Because I, I know you really did jump on that train early, or, and I, th I think it treated you well, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a there's, there's a whole bunch of weird things going on. So that brings me to the point that you were just trying to make about, like, the branding and stuff like that. How I mean, mm -hmm. how do you go about doing that? So the, here's the here's the shitty part. So I, I'm 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 signed to Leviathan. Mm -hmm. So Leviathan Group and everything, they, they've been pretty good to me. Mm -hmm. uh, and they... they, they I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about terms, but they're 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 pretty good to me. They, right. I I really yeah. can't. Don't complain. get don't get yourself in trouble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it on <laughs> my behalf. My, yeah, my pee pee slap for your audience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, the uh, they 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 hooked me up with some stuff. The mm -hmm. only thing is the gun industry is so behind in digital marketing. For mm -hmm. one, mm -hmm. it's so behind everybody else. It's not even funny. They have not realized the value that content creators uh, provide. And I have, I have, 
Yep, and that's why you're here. Yeah, that's exactly. why you're on talking to them. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but on the on the second part is there's also, and I'm sure you can attest to this as well. I know I, I sure as fuck can. Um, there's way thinner margins in the gun industry than most other businesses. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so um, you know, on being on a tighter budget and not appreciating digital media, you have to go outside the gun industry to get like, for example, Raid Shadow Legends. I'm not sure if I can talk about the terms for that, mm-hmm. but one forty five second ad is definitely in the four digits. Oh. And so so how That's, do you make that kind of stuff happen? Is that is that the same? Is that Leviathan doing that for you, or that's you working that partially. out? Okay. They they reached out to me at first. I sent it mm-hmm. over to Leviathan okay. and uh, and whatnot. I think they've got an algorithm. They've got multiple marketing companies that are mm-hmm. help coming for mm-hmm. them. But I, it has to do with analytics. It has to do with mm-hmm. things like uh, your subscriber to view ratio, how many times you post, how good your watch time is. There's a lot of data involved, which right. is why I love it because, okay. like I said, I'm a nerd. Right. But that's uh, branded content is definitely the way to actually make money on YouTube. But you have to be good with it. You can't just pigeonhole an ad in. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to make it funny. Like mm-hmm. we do it. We're going to do it for Monday's video, I think, but we're going to actually make it and uh, like a jokey, entertaining mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. It it's keeps with the content. Yeah, it's like a sugar pill. Yeah, it's like a sugar pill. Yeah, I want to. First of all, I expect you to do, see you do some funny shit, first of all. You know, so I think, or try to try desperately. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do funny stuff. So I think that so f- for me personally, right, um, I really like independence. So I have tried to work with people before. But I kind of like to be able to say whatever I want. So mm-hmm. I try to maintain as much independence as possible. Um, what would your advice be to, because I'm, I'm very interested in knowing what you feel about this. I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing that Dave probably would like to know how you're thinking about this. How do you think that the guys like myself should approach all of this? And how do you think the industry should be doing? Because you're right. The industry is way behind. And so are we, mm-hmm. actually, as gun guys. We're kind of behind, too, on all of this. Yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, t- two parts of that. One, uh, I actually bucked the raid thing for a long time. They reached out to me a while back. And it was still a good It was a good offer looking back at it for the time. But I rejected it because they gave me a script. Mm-hmm. And I said, like, I will not read a script. I'm going to – I'll do an ad. I will make you look good. I will do whatever you want. I'm not going to read from a piece of fucking paper for my audience. That's just not how I roll. Mm-hmm. And so now they've, they've gotten a better sense of control people. of your platform to them for just a little bit of money is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I just don't want you're it to giving, be disingenuous. You know, it's like yeah, I, I don't – You're giving the advertiser control if you do that because now you're not, you're not creating the content they are. Yeah. Which to a degree, like I'm cool with, but that's a much higher number if you want me to pass that yeah. over. But I'm, also, I mean, my, my audience is also important. Yeah, right. So like, right. There's a trade off. Yeah, I think the yeah. audience You're wants so to see funny. it from your point of view. I mean, I think that's what, that's one of mm-hmm. the things that makes this more fun, right? Look, you know what's yes. a great example for us all to look at right now? What's happening with, um, with Bloomberg is insanity. It's insanity, <laughs> and they're going to burn out. Forget about us as gun guys, right? Forget about us or let's say whoever's conservative or, you know, uh, independent, libertarian or whatever looking at that. We're already turned off by that. They are killing. They are killing people on their own side that are like, what the hell is going on? Because they're just mm-hmm. pouring money into that and then just forcing it, you know, force feeding it down everyone's throat. Plus, there are a bunch of like, know, I think. I would sorry. love to know how much money Bloomberg paid Google to run all those ads. Oh, I would love to see the final number. I, what I love is, well, you know, that whole platform is just a bunch of millionaires pretending to hate millionaires, mm-hmm. see who millionaires the most. Right, right. <laughs> it's a joke. Yes, yeah. But 
<laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I think it, well, the, the trade-off is interesting though, because yeah. it's, it's, uh, I, I would definitely, my biggest thing to retain is like, I want to do it in my style. I'm not going to give you a 40 second spot, whatever. And I, I know mm-hmm. you'd be the same as mm-hmm. far as, you know, not wanting to just read from a script for, for 45 seconds just to defeat the beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think that part of it is, is really important because, um, ultimately, the whole thing about the internet versus like TV or whatever when we all grew up, right, is that it's individualized. So people are coming mm-hmm. on here, they want to see you if they're looking at your stuff, Brandon. They, uh, I know for a fact people like to, to see you, Dave, do your video, mm-hmm. videos about Liberty Suppressor. They like your accent. They're like, this is a real person. You know, What's I, not the like about Dave? Yeah, exactly. So it's the, got no hair. I mean, well, yeah. but really, it's the individual. If you think about it before, you would never get someone with your accent or with this or, you know. And what people love about the Internet is they can tune into what they want and they choose us. Right. They're not force fed this because if you look at TV now. When people are looking at TV, let's say they have to look at a show or some kind of sports match or whatever. I don't know shit about sports. Yeah. But they're looking at they're looking at like a game. And what do they do when the commercials come on? What do people do? Get up, go to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom. Go to their phone. Yeah. <laughs> tune that out. Is exactly it. Yeah. <clears throat> they tune out. So if I'm looking at Brandon, I I want to be entertained by Brandon. I don't mind if there's advertising in there because you know what I know. That's helping Brandon, right? But I, I, I want to get it in, to in his this way. This video is sponsored by is one thing, mm-hmm. you know, but to have to read a 45-second script is another. <laughs> yeah, and, that, and that's, the, that's the cool part is, mm-hmm. like, we're, we're going to make it very clear. It's like, hey, uh, like, we're, we're doing it totally tongue-in-cheek. Mm-hmm. Uh, this video is sponsored by, you know, Raid Shadow Legends, whatever. <laughs> Uh, that's right, you motherfuckers. The money got too good, and Daddy's got an AK factory to pay for. So yeah. fuck right. up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. There's, there's ads that I I actually enjoy watching from content creators that I watch. Yeah. It's pretty much never in the yeah. good industry. By the way, like when you came up, someone called you the the uh, AK Daddy in here. I saw that. One AK of, da- oh, yeah, I one get, of your I folks came in there, and they was like, "Oh boy, the AK Daddy is on here. The fat pig is I commencing get, like, right now." <laughs> oh god! I, I get I get AK Daddy, Papa Kalash, and all sorts of crazy shit now. It's it's taken on a life. That's awesome. After that, a demo, that it is cool. I mean, it, that it, is awesome. It's it's a little creepy sometimes with when I'm with my family or girlfriend or something. Like a grown ass man comes up to me, AK Daddy. It's like, oh, god. <laughs> why is it? Why is it creepy? Listen, first of all, in the it's gu- funny. I think it's funny, but I <laughs> yeah. see how they look yeah. at it. It's like, oh yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, unless <laughs> unless you're a gay man, you know, which I guess even if you are in the gun world, it's dudes. There's mm-hmm. dudes in this. There's no women out there fangirling or whatever for us. It's all it's other guys. This is what it is. Yeah. I can dream. Come on. <laughs> no, there's none. There's I'm, okay. There's like for example, there's women here on uh, on this chat. There's women in the chat right now. Shout out to all the ladies. But, but they're know, internet women, and internet women aren't real. They we, don't exist. We don't, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> the thing is, is that this is a mostly. It's mostly guys. Let's oh, be. Yeah. Let's be for real here. It's mostly guys, and yeah, it's you know, if you think about it, like wow, you know, I mean, it's a pretty, it's a pretty safe thing. Like I said, depending on who you are <laughs> and what you want. So that does that really creep you out a little bit? Does that weird you out? 
No, it's it's gotten mm-hmm. more common, which I I personally I enjoy it. I, I think it, I think it's cool because for me I, I haven't gotten to that point where it's annoying, which is mm-hmm. I mean it's fantastic. I, I understand it now, like with people like Matt, like Demo Ranch and mm-hmm. things like. Not not where it's annoying. Not not saying like he doesn't like his fans or anything, but like understanding that at a certain growth point, it's yeah. a, it's a hindrance, you right. know. Well, because they um, so like if it's it's tough to answer. I know so at my at my point, right? Whatever mm-hmm. level I'm on, it's tough to answer everyone's questions to get back to everyone and all this kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. It's really awesome. It's amazing to think that there's people out there that connect to you and they they care about what happens to you and they support you and they actually tune there are in over 90,000 people that want to know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. That's, that's amazing. That's yeah, that's, that's amazing. But if it like if you're if you're in the millions like those guys, like how do you even breathe? You yeah. don't. Well, you turn off, you don't take email anymore cuz you can't. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You have a burner email that's just flooded with emails that you mm-hmm. never open. Mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah it's, it's tough and and ultimately like so here i came from kind of like a showbiz background right that's I, i've you know been floating around in that background for a long time the number one thing is the show has to go on and this is what like that's what matters over everything so no matter how many emails or what's going on or people who want to talk to them and all that They've got to put up those videos, right? People mm-hmm. want to see Demo Ranch out there, you know, <clears throat> singing in the car, whatever it is. They want to see that, you know, and so you have to deliver that. And um, if, if you talk to people, entertainers who get on the stage, that show must go on thing is real. People don't care if you're mm-hmm. if a f- close family member just died, your dog died, how sick you are or whatever's going on, because they, they want to be entertained by you. Huh? They want their content. They, they need to be entertained. I mean, we're human beings, too. If you think about the things that you like looking at, when you're going through on your remote or on your whatever, you want to see this content, it's, you know, you don't always 100% understand why it's not there. So, you know what? There's That's an interesting breakdown. I literally just now considered that, now that you're saying it. I think that's going away. Because... Mm-hmm. I think there was such a disconnect. If you're talking about in like the 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever, mm-hmm. the people that they're looking up to, I want to go see Sting in concert, or I want to do X, Y, and Z. Like uh, I want to go see uh, fucking I don't know Elvis mm-hmm. Presley. Mm-hmm. They just they they know the poster, they know the album, they know the TV interviews. They want to see that guy, and mm-hmm. whatever they get in person is never going to live up to that. Whereas nowadays the barrier to entry is broken down so far where people are actually watching daily vlogs of people in their life. They know what's going on. Mm -hmm. They know, Mm -hmm. Oh, so-and-so is battling with alcoholism. Oh, so-and-so's like, you know, sister is dying or whatever, like Mm -hmm. things that are going on. I I really think people are starting to become a little bit more empathetic to people in the high, high pedestal situations. Yeah. That, that, that's a good point. But I think also they're getting more. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's also true. Yeah. Because back then you didn't get all that info. So if you like someone, you didn't follow them on IG or Facebook or whatever, and you just weren't kept up with everything that they that was going on with them, and now you are. So you, I think like back then you probably felt was, you were more butthurt, you know, back then if right. if you saved up all this money and traveled out to see something versus today where you're like, oh, they're okay, they're just having a little moment, they'll be back, 
you know. Yeah, I'll see 20 minutes of them next week. You know, mm-hmm. it's not a mm-hmm. – that's interesting. That's a, that's yeah. a very valid point. Yeah. I mean, uh, while, by the way, for everyone watching this right now, smash the thumbs up. So we appreciate that. So while we're on this – Dave, I don't know if you have any questions. I'm, I'm just trying to pick Brandon's mind because I think he's pretty good at this stuff that he does. So I No, I just pretend to be on the internet. No, you're good. You're good at it. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a little bit more than being like a good-looking guy talking about AK stuff. Well, that's treated me pretty decent so far, so I'm gonna keep with it. It's easy, (laughs) but it's easy. It's easy to like just go, "Oh, that's it." I don't really think that's true. Obviously, you know, you're a young guy, you're good-looking or whatever. I think you do good content. I think it's more than that, though. I think if there if there wasn't more substance, because it is dudes. Ultimately, as dudes, Mm -hmm. we're not looking at your stuff because we're like feeling you like that. You know what I mean? Some of them are, <laughs> but not all. Of them. Yeah, not all of them. You're That's, getting yeah, teased. You you're getting teased most of the time. <laughs> there's there's probably yeah. a low percentage of dudes that I would not be alone with if I was you. <laughs> there are one or two. Yeah, there are one or two guys. One or two guys. I keep thinking about getting John Lennon to the fan meetup one day. It's like, oh yeah, totally. Somebody's gonna read Catcher in the Ryan and. Then- that's uh, all she wrote for me. No, yeah. Listen, uh, hopefully that never happens. Uh, you sh- in the, I think gun guys are uh, pretty safe guys for the most part, right? Yeah, you know what? If there's a community to, to, I guess, have a following in, I think gun guys are pretty. They usually have their heads screwed on pretty straight. Yeah, yeah. Which is the counter counter to what the mainstream media yeah. likes to say. And unless they're just totally going black market on everything, they get background checked at some point. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, know. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little something, a little something. So th- that's why I'm trying to like figure out here for the you know, for the people that are doing this. I I kind of mm-hmm. have this conversation whenever I have the opportunity. What do you think the industry should be doing, Brandon? You know, because this yeah. could be a lot easier for you. You should be a lot bigger than you are. But I think it's because the industry hasn't caught up. How do you think the industry should be looking at all this stuff? So, yeah, and, and for the record, I'm, I'm an open book on all this stuff. So, Hank, if you called me tomorrow and, like, hey, I need help with analytics for X, Y, and Z, I'm happy to help. This mm-hmm. is the sort of stuff that, like, I had to fight tooth and nail to figure out the hard way. And if mm-hmm. I can make that easier for people, I'm, I'm down. Like, I say this on podcasts. I say this wherever. Like, just mm-hmm. the analytics stuff is that's I, – I, I enjoy it. And I, I, I think there's definitely – there's a beauty to the pattern or whatever the hell. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as industry-wise, I think everybody needs to do uh, – I don't want to say needs to do, but I think it would be a beneficial strategy if people dumped 90% of traditional media, whether they thought that was TV, uh, magazines, whatever. I think there's a place for traditional media, mm-hmm. uh, but mostly it's just because it's a legitimacy thing. People see a legitimacy mm-hmm. in being in Rifleman Magazine or Recoil or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, or they – like which, I, I've seen a lot of guys in the industry like to frame that cover or – Whatever mm-hmm. it is to put in their that, office. That is exactly what I was saying. That 10%. <laughs> yeah. The only 10% I would ever consider is mm-hmm. not for the fucking eyeballs from the magazine because mm-hmm. it's garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a dollar for dollar. Mm-hmm. That 10% is so you can take a fucking photo of you framing it in your office like, hey, I was on the cover of Recoil. Mm-hmm. Because that is that the legitimizing factor of traditional media. Mm-hmm. There's a barrier to entry that there isn't anywhere else in digital media. Mm-hmm. There's there's a huge barrier to entry to, to television, mm-hmm. which is why even though nobody fucking watches it, mm-hmm. everybody freaks out when there's a TV star around. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the sort of thing. Is there's it's, it's a mental thing. It, it's not the actual eyeballs. It's not the insights. It's not the analytics. It's, yeah. it's the perception. Yeah, the feeling that you get from doing that. That's what I think, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. so Dave, you, I think you've pretty much dumped traditional stuff to promote 
Liberty, right? Yeah, I mean, we even dropped Shot Show because Shot okay. Show is a Good. dead show. It's a mm -hmm. it's a antiquated. When it was invented, it was meant to bring manufacturers and buyers from distributors and buy, industry buyers together in a exclusive area where the public couldn't interfere with dealings and you could do large volume orders for a year's worth of sales mm -hmm. in one place and save money. Mm -hmm. And it's turned into this freaking media circus where you can't do any business because when the buyer comes up, no offense, Hank, <laughs> YouTubers will step in front of them with a guy mm -hmm. with a flight and a boom mic and a video camera and want to <clears> do two minutes to, for their channel while the buyer walks away because he don't want to have to wait through that. Mm -hmm. Now, now Dave, how long have you been going to Shot Show? Time and time again. You know, I like YouTube and I like digital media, mm -hmm. but the YouTubers would choke it out, not just YouTubers. I mean, it's all, you know, the mm -hmm. magazine writers, you know, mm -hmm. the guys from Recoil, everybody was there, mm -hmm. you know, and you get all these jarheads from 29 Palms. I love Marines. My dad was Marine. <laughs> but they come up there with their military ID and they get in and they ain't going to buy nothing because they can't. Yeah, yeah, so, yep. It's not. And no, you, no, can't, David. And yeah, you can't tell them you need to go on because I'm looking to talk to these guys because you got to. You can't be. You can't he feels be passionate rude. about this. <laughs> yeah. Now, how, how long have you? Just, how long have you been going to shot? Long enough to know it was a total waste of money. That's okay. why I'm curious. I, I was yeah. really curious to pick your uh, pick your brain on that. Yeah. There's a there's a huge the tr the people who went to shot show in like 1998. It's fucking indistinguishable. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Uh, I, my last year was 2017. 2017. When was yeah. your first year? Because uh, you're like one of the 2009. 2009. And then I took okay. a hiatus for a few years, and then mm -hmm. I and then I started going back. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So you did it for a, a good 10, 12 years, ish, in that in that realm, and right? It just it just ain't worth it. Yeah. I think the internet has killed a lot of the original purpose behind it because now if you want, you know what's hot, you know what's big, you know what people are mm -hmm. interested in, you know what people are talking about. Mm -hmm. You can reach out to them directly and you don't need to go person to person. There's, you know, a practicality behind that, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, SHOT Show has definitely become a media show more than a buyer show. Yeah. I think people go to like distributor shows and things like that for sales now. Yeah. So they do. You know, you don't have to drop tens of thousands of dollars to do these deals anymore because they're on the internet. Yeah. And, and now, I mean, it, yeah, I, I, I know a lot of mid-size companies. I'm not talking about the SIGs and the Glocks. I mean, mm -hmm. mid-size, lower to mid-size that are dropping, uh, you know, easy, almost a hundred, uh, almost a hundred K just mm -hmm. to be a shot with their, their booth and probably more. Mm -hmm. uh, when you think about lodging for all your people, paying all your people, mm -hmm. food, air, drinks, air, air, shipping for your booth. Yeah. yeah. Paying yeah. people to set it up the booth. I mean, just the expenses are insane. It's like, there is no fucking way in hell. Mm -hmm. Somebody is actually getting their money's worth out of this. Yeah. Uh, Duro sig five, five, six R. I know I'm not getting a lot of comments from the, from the folks out there. Cause we're having a good, pretty good conversation here. He says, well, don't they have industry day only or something like that? Um, yeah, they do, but I don't think that's super effective. What What do you... They have Monday is media day, mm -hmm. so the people can go play with the live guns on gun ranges. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you got four days of trade show. Yeah. And it's... No, there's no unrestricted access or no restricted access. It's mm -hmm. open to everybody all four days. Yeah. I wish there was because, my God, the the... What what is what, what an industry only show? The barrier to entry is lower than ever, 
And I'm and I'm I'm not trying to sound like an elitist, but there are people trying to do business. It's not like this is people's Disneyland. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, the, the, to the people, it's almost like there needs to be a show for the people who don't give a shit about the guns. Mm-hmm. Because exactly. th- that is that's who it, that's who it was originally for. Right. Like it does. There's no need for booth babes. There's no need for the, the flashy displays. Mm-hmm. It, to a degree, like for example, the the, the uh, media day at the range. Mm-hmm. I've never been, and I've been invited okay. for the last two years because I don't give a shit. Like mm-hmm. Monday is my uh, supplier showcase day. I'm talking to the manufacturers and the people doing aluminum extrusions and the CNC machinists mm-hmm. and shit. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. where the business is. Yeah. The people that are out on the range day. I mean, I get the content aspect of it, but it's like. It's just to me that the, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, I think the whole thing should be restructured. Uh, I understand why a lot of people don't want to do it. It does wind up being so. If you so, for example, like um, I think Duro Sake that was asking about that. If Dave wanted to do Industry Day, what is that like? Another twenty, thirty thousand dollars to be out there. To yeah, to Can't just get for that day. Yeah. 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 So you you, you would have to pay to be out there on that day. Then the the problem with it is is that not everyone out so for example, I spend my money to go to Shot Show. Right? Ah. There's been a couple of times that some, you know, maybe one of the uh, magazines or like uh, blogs or something brought us out there and we were doing things specifically for them or I was working for someone going out there. But most mm-hmm. of the time, I'm going out there on my own budget. I'm paying to fly out there and stay, everything. I'm going to media day so I can get my hands on guns, so I can actually see these things function, figure out, do I want to follow up with this stuff and and, and do more videos on it or whatever. So because That's what it's there for. Yeah, but you don't yeah. really get that. You don't get that most of the time. There's people faking the tickets or the passes yep. to get in. There's a bunch of people who have legitimate passes to get in there, but I'm not sure that they're actually creating any kind of content. You know, um, there's just all these weird things going on there. Um, I noticed it was a lot less this year, maybe because they were just like cracking down or whatever, but I also noticed there was a lot less companies there. You know? Yeah. So I, to, well, go ahead. No, no, sorry. I didn't mean well, to talk. and what I was going to say about the whole entire thing, right? Whether it's the media day or um, the stuff that happens on the show floor, where you want to talk to the distributors or people from the stores, or even there's different meetings and things like that going on during this thing. I don't think these people have restructured this thing probably in the last twenty years. Oh well, I think they're going oh, the opposite direction. They're they're fucking expanding it next year. Yeah. But they should restructure it is what I'm saying. Like realize this is a whole different world. So if you have a whole bunch of people in, in that are just in the Las Vegas area and they just mm-hmm. want to come in there to see all the guns and they're just like looky-looing or whatever, figure out a way to satisfy these people. You know, if you can't if you if you want them to come in there, you want to get those numbers or whatever, set a day when this is all for everybody to walk through there <clears> and look <throat> at everything or Yeah, yeah. now if you if you made Thursday, that day, it would be a lot better. Yep. And you know what? I, I honestly think, to be honest, I think it's going to – I'm going to make a bit of a prediction. I think it's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what it's going to take is next year, I think there's going to be less companies that pay out the ass to have a booth. Mm-hmm. And I think the next year, there's going to be even less. Mm-hmm. And I think two to three years down the line, you're going to see a massive restructuring of SHOT Show yeah. because there's the companies that are paying – Three hundred to four hundred thousand dollars to be there that aren't seeing three hundred to four hundred thousand dollars of revenue that they would otherwise be getting anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, 
I just I, I think you're going to see people bailing. What it's going to take is it's going to take one Glock, it's going to take one Sig, one Smith and mm-hmm. Wesson, one big company like that, and NSSF mm-hmm. is going to go wool the fuck up. That was a quarter million dollars of our budget. What are we doing wrong? Yeah. Yeah. When AK packs up their toys and goes home, says we ain't dropping a million dollars on this booth next year. Mm-hmm. There are there are companies that people don't understand the amount of money behind it. People are like, oh, they're just elitist. That oh. they they want it all to themselves. Like, no, you don't understand. There are people that are dropping three million dollars mm-hmm. to be at Shot Show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 This I mean, let's t- look just to build that booth in cases. I, I came to realize recently that there's companies that build a booth for SHOT Show. That booth stays in Las Vegas. They have to rent space to pack that. So that booth has to be built, has to be designed, built, m- br- uh, like stored somewhere in Vegas, brought over there, set up, <laughs> torn down, taken back to the storage, and it stays there because it's too expensive to move it to the next place. So then they have, a, you know, you've got ones that are moving around for different shows. And the thing about this in the firearms industry and all the other industries, I go to like several different conventions, is that it is no longer as necessary because of the internet mm-hmm. and because of what people are doing. That's the reason why you see, for example, there's some bigger guys that it's just not even worth it for them to go out there. And just think about the energy that you're spending all day walking around, you know, bumping into people, doing all this stuff. When that, that company can communicate with you directly, you can get that thing out on your own range, do something with it. Maybe you sign an NDA, you release it on this date or whatever, but you're mm-hmm. still getting out to your audience and giving your audience an, a, a information on what you think about that. And I, you know what? I've, I've got an I've got an alternative for you. And this is this is something that I thought about seriously. Like I thought about doing it this year. It mm-hmm. didn't make sense because right now, like we can't fulfill the demand that we already have. So it's like I've already I've made a, a commitment to myself to not spend another dollar on marketing for the next six months. Mm-hmm. Because like I I just don't need it, and I'm I, to be doing that would be spending money frivolously. Mm-hmm. Maybe next year we're thinking about doing a party at Shot Show instead, which is something that could be done exclusively with like just you you ran out of space, like a, a suite at you know one of these uh, hotels or something like a, like a, a a party suite or something. Mm-hmm. You spend four grand on the room for a night, five grand something like that for the big open space. You spend two grand on the shit that you put in said room. You do the invites, you do whatever to just private people. You got 50 people that you're you're interested in having there, 50 to 70, whatever people, uh, friends of yours, whatever, your new products, X, Y, and Z. And uh, probably you know, knowing the debaucherous people that would be there, about $500 for the deposit. And you're already way better off than you were if you were to get a $30,000 intro booth that shot without even having the people to man it, the airfare, everything to bring everybody out there. I mean, you you are talking about saving ninety percent to get fifty to sixty percent of the benefit that you'd be getting out of it anyway. Mm-hmm. 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 What do you think? And, I think people are, are the, people aren't doing the math. People, yeah, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Dave. No, no, sorry. Yeah, but you and and like you said, and you're targeting it to the people that need to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's a weird thing. So even so, okay. Now we're talking about like manufacturer and you know, like I'm a content creator or whatever. We've got a different mix going on here. Sometimes I talk to the guys that have gun stores, and they tell me I get this particular story a lot. You know, I have a gun store here. Distributors call me up and tell me I got to buy so many of these things and put them in my store. I get them. I put them in the store. People come in, they've seen a video somewhere, they want this thing that I don't have. But I've got this stock that I, that I can't sell. 
you know, and there's this weird disconnect going on from what distributors are making them buy, what they're carrying in the store, but what the person who's going to buy that is walking in asking for, and they're like, well, what the hell am I supposed to do about this? Right. They're caught in the middle. Yeah. How do I actually have a business? How do I actually figure out what's going on? And this is why I think the whole thing has to be restructured. At SHOT Show, there should be classes like trying to teach the gun stores how to restructure for this world that we live in. You want an, you want an unpopular opinion? Mm -hmm. Gun store employees and gun store people should not be at SHOT Show unless you have a certain amount, like a certain dollar figure. If I was going to totally restructure that shit, because mm -hmm. here's the thing. Gun men or uh, media people do not deal with gun stores usually, mm -hmm. and large manufacturers do not deal with gun stores. They deal with distributors. Mm -hmm. So I understand why media is there. I understand why the distributors are there. Mm -hmm. I do not understand why the dealers are there. Mm -hmm. Well, because yeah, it's that, the way it the used to be a long time ago. Because <laughs> that's the majority. Like that's that's like I would probably say I I don't know the numbers. I wouldn't balk at the idea that that's forty percent of the people at Shot Show. Mm -hmm. I think there's and a lot of them are not they're not actually dealers they're people that are like they know a gun store owner they know that's a gun store what guy. I think they're half like, of the people there representing gun stores at least half are not mm -hmm. actually there representing the gun store exactly yeah exactly yeah and and that that's the fuck that is the problem with shot show is yeah. the amount of people that are getting their friends in or whatever there's so many people that aren't actually for an they're industry only show mm-hmm yeah. Half of the people yeah. are not industry. Yeah. Uh, Mr. America says our local gun, sh uh, gun shows suck too, the, gun the local gun shows. Uh, <laughs> yes. I can't deny that. They suck. If you know what's out there, you go to a gun show, like a local gun show, and you, there's no deals to be gotten. Everyone knows about the internet now. You know, it's yeah, they're fiasco. literally Googling the gun price yeah. on gun or while they're looking at it on your table at the gun yeah. show. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. A lot of this, I don't know, man. I don't know how we do it. If we have one big powwow somewhere, I don't think that's going to happen because everyone has an opinion in the gun world. But I think we should sit down and, and, and reorganize the way everything's being done because we're just not doing it right. First of all, if you're a local gun store, uh, lots of gun stores, by the way, are going to start going out of business. This is just a reality, right? Yeah. Um, if it wasn't for FFL transfers, they'd be already. Well, and so I, I know a well, lot. They're necessary. They're necessary right now because yeah. of that. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of local gun stores that have been refusing to do that from people buying stuff online. What? Yeah. I mean, I don't. Maybe now they're changing because they, they realize retarded? they're. Well, it's it happened for a long time <laughs> because they were like, oh, these people are buying it somewhere else. And then, you know, even if they give me 25 bucks, I don't want it. I don't want their business. They need to come in here and get something from me, which I understand, like, you know, that I relationship. Don't. Well, there's like a relationship you have with the gun store and all that. But this needs to be like a two-way street, and you need to reorganize how this is actually being done. And it starts from, so, from letting that guy transfer something in, and then, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's, that's your local gun store that, you know, hey, maybe you need some ammo on short notice. Or, mm -hmm. hey, I just bought a gun online. I need a holster. Yeah. I need a magazine. I need ammunition. Yeah. I need shit that's going to keep your lights on. And by yeah. the way, I'm going to be paying three times the amount you're paying your employee to do my 4473. So you're still making profit. Yeah. Which, is, right. if I'm not mistaken, keeps your lights on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's a lot more companies getting hip to stores, getting hip to that now. But I'm telling you. For a long time, there's stores, and there still are stores. Where I live, there's still stores like, no, we don't want your transfer in from somewhere else because they're mad 
because of this thing that I'm telling you that distributors are making them. Uh, let me tell you something. So I have an FFL, right? There was actually a distributor that called me and is trying to explain to me why Caltech stuff is so difficult to get. And here's what the guy's telling me. He's like, look, Caltech is a little tiny ass factory. It's about the size of a kitchen. And every day, now by the way, I have an hour long video touring the Caltech factory. I'm the first person that ever did that. That they actually, I was watching it the other day actually. Yeah, so <laughs> this guy's telling me that they're a little tiny kitchen size thing and every day they pick one gun to build. And I'm just listening to him. I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? This is what you're telling me is a thousand percent wrong. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. I'm t I was like, okay, let me explain something to you. I actually know about this. I made a video on this thing. You should go look at this before you keep telling people this story. But a lot of gun stores are forced like that into buying things. So they'll tell that story and then they'll tell that gun store owner, if you want to get this one Keltec, whatever, right? This uh, uh, unicorn gun, you've got to buy 20 of these guns from us. That guy buys that stuff. He has it there in the store. Okay. He either is going to over like overprice that one Caltech gun that he got, or one person's going to come in there and buy it for the regular price and not buy the, tw the 20 other things that, he, that were forced down his throat. And that's why he's not going to make any money. And then eventually he's got that stock sitting there. He's going to have to discount that in order to get it out of the get it out of the store and buy new stuff. We really have to do this a different way. Right. You know, we really have to sit there and think, what are we going to do here? How are we going to do this? What's the way to, how can we serve our customers better? There's, there's other ways you can help them build stuff, help them customize things. You know, there's, you can have events there where maybe their favorite Instagram person or YouTube person or Facebook personality or whatever is showing up there in the stores. There's different ways of doing all of this. You can, at, at, at a show like SHOT Show, you should be teaching people about this. Right. You know, you should be talking about this. This is what other industries are doing. And if, if the firearms industry doesn't do this, they, they're used to being way behind. But it's unique in the firearms industry that also everyone hates you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone out there is trying to figure out how to make you extinct. Mm -hmm. Although I, I feel like people milk that sometimes. I feel like there's there's two sides to every coin, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like on one side, yes, there are very really like a good percentage of the population that would like to see us all out of business, mm -hmm. you know, at the very least. Mm -hmm. And on the other side, I think there's a lot of people that milk it for the victimhood. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot yeah. of people that are like, well, we're a gun company, so everybody's trying to hurt us, and this is why this is happening. It's like, no, you're it's happening to you because you're bad at it. <laughs> like, I, I that, that's like definitely you know, that, part of it. Bit. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. That's definitely well. That this is why we need to. I don't know, man. I feel like what do we do? Do we just let everything burn down? Do we just let the dodo birds walk off the edge of the cliff and then die? You know, does that bring everyone down? Is everyone going down on this ship? Well, that's why I just feel like we need to get better at what we're doing in the gun industry. I, I wish that people like so. I, actually, I have a theory that I haven't told anybody. Mm -hmm. um, I've told people privately. We won't share. We won't and, tell anyone. But go ahead. Yeah, okay, good, good. This, this is, is this totally between private. us three, right? <laughs> you guys in the comments, keep quiet. Yeah, flying. close your ears. Everybody, <laughs> children. Yeah. So I call this the, the three-tier kind of fire uh, approach uh, as far as timeline goes mm -hmm. with the firearm industry to assist, uh, to accepting digital media and things and kind of growing the internet age. So there was, there was one phase. Phase one was where the YouTube, Instagram people were, were – 
starting the content creators mm-hmm. were starting to realize that they had value and they had to sell marketing people on that value and they had to sell these big you know gun companies on that value and pretty much everybody told them to pound sand and they had to be like no no but look at these numbers look at these conversions like look mm-hmm. at what i'm actually doing and everybody's like yeah but i mean we'd have to cut out cut it out of our NRA Rifleman magazine budget, and I don't know. Shooting times. And and they were selling guns like Obama was helping them sell guns or whatever. Yeah, so it didn't matter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it it basically was the fuck off kid kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And now we're in phase two is what I think. We're at the tail end of phase two, which is where the influencers and the, the content creators know that if they have value, like if it's backed up by numbers, they actually have value. And the marketing people know it too. The people working at gun companies know they have value. And they have to both sell the old white guys at the top that are like, oh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I like my digital media. I like everything like that. Like, mm-hmm. they, oh, I don't know about this whole Instagrams thing, man. I know my grandkids talk about it, but, you know, it's kind of that whole deal. And I think we're, uh, we're kind of at the tail end of that phase where they're starting to understand, okay. I need me some internet. I just need to have somebody who knows what to do and, and everything like that. Need the right person to guide them into it. So phase three is where everybody kind of accepts, okay, digital age is here and we have to adapt to it and figure out where the value props actually are based on the numbers and not based on emotion and what we thought the value prop was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what do you think about that, Dave? I think he's exactly right. Yeah, I agree completely with everything you said. Yeah, so we're now we're now heading into phase three. You're saying, right? Yeah, I think we probably have a year or two. Year or two, okay. Yeah, and there's a and there's a three A there. Mm-hmm. Maybe what, what he's saying that, that year or two phase mm-hmm. transition is that is that um, some of these content creators have seen great success mm-hmm. doing doing nothing but digital media, mm-hmm. and they've grown they've grown comfortable in it. Mm-hmm. And they're and now they're starting to see problems with it, like YouTube demonetizing their videos or certain platforms taking their media down altogether, mm-hmm. like Facebook killing your page. Mm-hmm. And you know, you didn't make any money off the Facebook page. I'm pretty no. sure. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, so if I so I don't, well, yeah, you know, well, I, we can't we we I, we get the stupid notice from mm-hmm. Facebook routinely on the mm-hmm. Liberty page that says. Place an ad to reach so many more hundred <laughs> yep. people, and like, I ain't yeah, not today. You'll I, turn it well, down. Why the fuck I would I try? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't tried in so years. so. Here's the there's a there's a it's a complicated answer to the whether or not you make money off of Facebook. The an, the the simple answer is no, right? As a gun guy, I don't. However, um, if there's because I am a gun guy, like Brandon's talking about, what you can actually convert, right? And I think the weird thing going on here is the numbers that everyone's looking at, like whether someone's a really big person or not, I don't even think that really matters that much. It's who you can actually convert. Like, you know, who are these people? Like, are they here in America or is it is like 50% of your audience outside of America and can't even buy anything? Yeah. So let's say you yeah. are a gun guy and you're in America and, and there's people who follow you. 
if you see something like, so for example, I said at the top of the show, we were sharing some sales. The reason why we would do that is that, you know, we're, we're in an affiliate program. So if you share these, if you share these things, you might get a couple of pennies back from that. Someone who supports you, they get a gun or accessory or whatever it is that they want. Some of that money goes to you, which you could use that money, do what you want to do with it. You can buy guns, buy ammo, do things your own way. And that's looking for a different way instead of like Brandon saying, or, or you're saying, it's like, oh my God, they changed everything on me. No, the, when the game changes, you have to change. You have to adapt right, yeah. with that. Do not, do not ever put yourself at the mercy of an algorithm. Yeah, yeah. So I think that that's where it becomes a thing. Like, and, and this is what I'm trying to say to people. I say this a lot to, to people in the industry. We, we should have our own ecosystem. It's not that I don't want to be on YouTube and Facebook. Of course I do, right? That's the big pool. That's where most of the people are. But we should have our own ecosystem because we are segregated, okay? Like back in the days with black people in America, we're segregated that, you know, even though this we're doing something that's basically, it's covered by the Constitution, right? We're not doing anything illegal. We're doing things that have background checks, all kinds of stuff built into it. But we're segregated because of what we're doing. So me versus a guy who's a car guy and saying, oh, check out, buy these tires from over here or check out this car and no one's mad at him or anything else that, that folks are doing, right? We're doing this and, and we're segregated like that. We should have our own ecosystem. Um, outside of that, we should just figure out things that we actually own. So I don't own 92 or 93,000 people that are subscribed to me on YouTube. They pull the plug on me, I cannot talk to those people. Right, that happened to me with my channel a couple of years ago. I think I had like sixty thousand subscribers. They deleted the channel. I couldn't talk to sixty thousand people and tell them anything. So we have to figure out ways where we own our audience in terms of we own the way to communicate with them, and we have to look at like what can we do that's different that we have some kind of ownership. So email's the the easy mm -hmm. one, right? That's the easy yep. one that makes the most sense. It has value to companies even. Another one that I've been doing, for example, is like my phone. I literally have another phone number on my phone and I give that out to people. If you go look at like my Instagram, you'll see it or my Twitter or whatever. You'll see a number that people freaking call me on it or text me on it all the time. And the reason why I do it is because I own that. So here's a, here's a funny one. Mm -hmm. uh, Hank, do I have your real number? Do I have your real phone yes. number? Or do I have your, your I guess, uh, They're okay. both real numbers. <laughs> <laughs> so say, do I have your personal number or do I have the, yeah, I give this to fuck off everybody. No, number. they're both on this phone. They're both on this phone and they're actual numbers. I get like scam calls from Nigeria and shit. Um, okay, trust me. There's people always, but, the, but here's the thing, like that number, and by the way, I've noticed that other people are starting to do this now. You know, um, I got it from like the hip hop world because there was a there's a the guy that was a rapper and he I think he went to Harvard or something when he was a kid. So he started this app called Superphone. If anyone wants to know, that's what I personally I got two phones. Yeah, two. Yeah, that's that's like two chains. I think that did that song. But anyway, so I do that, and the, here's the thing: like when if if someone texts me on that, I can send them back a text that says, "Hey, fill out this form. Tell me who you are." I know who I'm talking to. They could tell me whatever they want mm. to, where they are, what's their name, etc. And here's the thing about that. What that allows me to do, if that person tells me that they're in Las Vegas, for example, if I'm at SHOT Show, I can say to everyone in Las Vegas, hey, guys, I'm in Las Vegas. If you want to hang out, 
let's let's do something or whatever. I think that kind of thing is going to be powerful going forward. And if we're not paying attention to stuff like that, we're going to be left behind and we can't really blame it on the platforms ultimately, right? You know, yeah, right. we're the ones who have to catch. That's why I'm really interested in, in where you're coming from with this, Brandon, because I know that being younger, it's just naturally easier for you to see this versus the old dudes. Like me. <laughs> yeah, like me and Dave, you know, it's, it's harder for us to see that or even like wrap our heads around how to do it. Well, it's difficult because it's also like the... Uh the stereotypical Gen Z or millennial thing, which is mm-hmm. like, it, it's just easy. Do what naturally comes easy as far as like the Twitter, the Facebook, the Instagram, but unfortunately we never had like in, in that industry, we, we never had um, that, that luxury, I guess, mm-hmm. is to take advantage of, of everything it had to offer. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've done, I know for sure, uh, at least on the website is email capture. I think we've got at least in the four digits, mm-hmm. possibly five now, as far as email capture, mm-hmm. that's something direct. That's something that if I get the platform tomorrow, mm-hmm. taken off of all social media, mm-hmm. I at least have 10,000 emails. I yeah. can reach. Okay. That's, that's, something. you could talk that's to those guys that voluntarily. Yeah. Yeah. Voluntarily. They've reached out to me about it. Okay. So that's mm-hmm. something. Um, and I know you've probably done this, Dave, uh, at least I'm, I'm, I'm fairly confident uh, you guys probably would have done this is the dealer networks and things like that, where, you know, if you're taken away tomorrow, which like I've we're, we're looking at moving to dealers, especially later in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've got a, a list of dealers that we're talking to and things like that that are interested in carrying our stuff. Or even if I lose all social media presence whatsoever, I'm erased from the face of the Internet tomorrow. I have. 45 dealers that are interested in stocking my product. So I'm not completely out. Really, this is all like who wants to be a millionaire style damage mitigation where it's Mm -hmm. like if the worst case scenario happened tomorrow, what am I reduced back to and what can I use to build forward with? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we have two enormous spreadsheets. One is of dealers and lots of data about them. And one is of individuals Mm -hmm. and lots of data about them. Anybody that's ever inquired Mm-hmm. about a product we capture as much information about them as possible we have a line out of list and and poor andy has to go through and fill in the blank <laughs> it's know. worth it but yes yeah and 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 we probably have seventeen thousand ffls at this point in that database and i don't know how many thousands of individuals mm-hmm. anytime we they they hit that contact us button we capture all that data and hold on to it because like he said because if the internet dies tomorrow, we'd still have contact capability. Mm-hmm. We even capture snail mail addresses. Yeah. We capture it all. I think we need all of that. Let me just get this quick comment in here from CloverTech. He says, truth, but how many committed or care enough to join the email list? How many of, say, Hickok subs are actually <laughs> impressionable to an extent to create a return? I contend it's a small percent. Okay. I think, yes. but it, Thousands. Email subscriptions is yeah. thousands. Yeah, but we so, know. if you're talking about someone as big as Hickok, mm, what's right. what's Hickok? How we're many? Not, how many? Mi- Hickok's probably. I think he's chilling at like four point eight million okay. or something four, off the top of my head. Four point eight million. Let's say let's say it's ten percent. <laughs> that's a big number. Yeah. If it's yeah, and it's more than that, it's probably uh, let's bigger say it's one percent. He's mm-hmm. got fifty thousand people. That, yeah. Jesus. Serious people. Yeah. Serious people. And that's the number. Yeah. The look on Brandon's face. Yeah, that's the legit. Oh, for sure. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's the number that I think matters, 
right? Mm-hmm. That's the number that matters. Like I know companies out there, it's just like the magazines used to be. There's a lot of companies that are like, oh, this guy has 10 million subscribers. We got to do something with him. But it's more important who are the people, whatever that number is, mm-hmm. I would be interested to know it because those are the real people. It's just like when you say, if you want to see my stuff when it, go, when it goes live, ring the bell. That's yeah. the real interesting thing to see how many people actually rang that bell. Those are the people that are powerful engines to whatever it is you do because they yes. care about you. Yes, yeah. and I'll, I'll take that, that a step that further. Because mm-hmm. you want you want to see oh you want to see a real mark of success, and I'll, this is for everybody watching to take home with you uh, when you go today, and kind of look at this for the next couple, next couple of days, next uh, few weeks. When you watched YouTube launches, look at how long it's been since that video was uploaded and look at how many views it has. Mm -hmm. That is the number one determining factor for me as to whether or not I should pay attention to somebody as a potential person to invest in Mm -hmm. because that number Mm -hmm. tells you a lot. That tells you more than subscriber count Mm -hmm. because subscriber Mm -hmm. count, A, can be bought and B, can be old. Mm -hmm. And that is Mm -hmm. is a huge thing. When somebody's new and hot right now, I don't give a shit how many subscribers somebody has. Somebody has 4 million subscribers but their average video views get, you know, 30,000 or something like that to 4 million. That's nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. But if somebody has 700,000 subs and they get 30 so or 40, much less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they get yeah, 30, 40,000, yeah. 50,000. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big deal. It is. And under in, in this environment where like, you know, YouTube. So the reason why you said I think you said earlier the video would really start hitting at seven days. And in some cases, it's longer than that. It's because if you don't ring the bell, when that person posts a video, everyone who subscribes to them is not notified. So the people who did ring the bell, that's who that's you know who see those videos first. And then YouTube wants all this time to process that video of what it is. And then later, they slowly start to roll it out. And so you'll see... Like, oh, this person posted something and, you know, it took off because they've got mm-hmm. a lot of people that are doing that versus, you know, you post something and it really doesn't go. It, it really depends on what it is. Like I noticed with us, there's things that are like that. It's not going anywhere no matter what. But then there's some other video that it goes there and it just takes the hell off. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's based no, on. I think you nailed it. Yeah. I think that's very important. And the one thing I want to say about the email thing before we like move on from it. I think as like an industry, we got to think about this whole thing. One, one of the things I think that's happening, I started doing this like in 2013, right in the middle of the fire Armageddon. And what happened? Social media was a lot more open and freer than it is right now. And we were all yeah. activating everyone. We were all talking to each other. We were getting people right. activated, looking at it. And then the, the, the powers that be decided they didn't really want that to happen. That's where a lot of what we see now is coming out of. But the thing is, those people that we're able to actually communicate with directly, that we have some ownership over how to communicate with them, when the shit hits the fan again, that's what we're going to want to rely on. So it's, 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 and as an industry as a whole, if the numbers that we have, I don't know what, what that number would be, 5, 10, 20, 50 million people in America, I don't know if it goes up to 50, I doubt it. But those people, huh? Gun owners. Yeah, the gun owners. I think it's like at 100. Okay. So whatever that number is, if we're able to to capture them, and what I mean by capture them is to communicate with them directly, it's going to become that those having that ability is going to become more powerful than just buy my stuff. 
Right. You know, because we're going to have an ability as an industry or as a community or whatever to say to people with those emails or what or however we do it, hey, this is happening. You need to pay attention to this, like stuff that we see happen in Virginia and other places like that. So I do you remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember Bundy Ranch when that was a big thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't remember what that was, like 2012, 2013. It was yeah. somewhere, somewhere in there, maybe a little bit. Was it like so? It's somewhere in like 2013, 2014, somewhere in there, I think. Someone will, someone will, will correct us on there. Mm-hmm. No, no, this is the internet. I, I rely oh, yeah. on them yes. to definitely be able yeah. to correct us. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. They'll do that regardless of whether or not we ask for it. Yeah. yeah somebody YouTube Community College will chime in, in here in a second. Yeah. <laughs> YouTube Community College. I like that. Um, but yeah. that, something like that, I remember how big of a deal where it was like all, it was all over Facebook. Mm-hmm. Facebook was in at the time where it was just everybody's, oh, yeah, do you see what's going on in Bundy Ranch? Mm-hmm. This Bundy Ranch, update about Bundy Ranch. Mm-hmm. Just everything was going down and, and people were, were talking to each other, communicating. Like there was, mm-hmm. I mean, people that were messaging me, oh, if shit pops off, I'm going over here. Mm-hmm. Like this is the address to meet up at, shit like that. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't mm-hmm. know if that stuff happens anymore. I think it'd probably be more on Instagram than Facebook, mm-hmm. just as a, a kind of a, a platform of observation. But it's it was definitely a different time with social media. You're right. People were not afraid of posting things like that mm-hmm. without worrying about being red flagged or any of the crazy shit. Yeah, I think it is different now. Um, I would like to think that it would happen. We would be able to do something. I know we had like a false alarm with the uh, what was it? Drunk <laughs> operator. What's the name of that guy? Whiskey warrior. Whiskey warrior. <laughs> oh yeah. They- the cat yeah. up in New Jersey or wherever it was. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think it was in New York. It was a Whiskey yeah. Warrior five five six. The guy yeah. that was it was like a domestic violence case. It ended yeah. up being. Yeah, that was that was probably a wake up call that we need to vet stuff. We do need to vet. We we should not yes. just uh, immediately act on anything. Yeah. Boogaloo now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we need to listen. It's a very powerful thing. We need to take some kind of responsibility over it take it more seriously than I feel like a lot of people are taking it. And we need to think about what kind of ownership do we have over that? I really look at it the way that when people talk about what happened in segregation, for example, and even though it wasn't a good thing, one of the things that happened under segregation is a lot of black people in America were keeping their money within the community. Okay. And they therefore had more leverage over that because the money was there. So I do not believe in segregation. I definitely don't believe in what's happening. I don't want to not be on these platforms and all that, but we have to figure out like how to somehow, we are, or we should be some kind of community or whatever, and we have to figure out how do we have ownership over that and not leave it 100% up to folks out there that don't have our best interests at heart, you know? That is an interesting observation. Yeah. Um, okay, I don't know if I've totally driven everyone crazy talking about that. Uh, I'm sure <laughs> it's a good subject. It's a really good subject. Yeah. It needs to be it needs to be broached. Yeah. I think I, I think I don't know, man. I think that as we get closer to the elections, we're gonna see more of this stuff happening. You know, um regardless of what happens in the election, we're gonna see more of this happening. I think if Democrats get the, the run of everything, then it's going to give political cover to a lot of platforms out there that want to, um, you know, fix the world by policies. Right. Um, and even if you get Republicans swinging everything back over to Republicans, we saw the last time they didn't do shit. 
they didn't they didn't give us all the you know we didn't get suppressors off the didn't get everything off the NFA and all that but then also they're really just not interested in investigating these things and then you're going to have those folks out there that are that are running these companies and they really want to do something about it they're going to go that's it this is the you know it's now or never to to be fair they also weren't pushing the opposite agenda. Like I, I point out things like, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I'm totally in that. I, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a libertarian through and through, like probably to a degree that most people would make most people at dinner conversation uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, like in Virginia with the, with the vote uh, about the assault weapons ban, it's like, ah, well, you know what? We turned two Democrats, but you know what? At the same or two or three, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, all of the Republicans voted against it. So it's mm-hmm. like, let's not forget who's mostly on the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, so there's there's an element of practicality to it, I guess is I think what uh, most mm-hmm. people uh, it's it's very easy to go the nihilistic route, and and to say you know oh well nobody's on the side fuck them or whatever mm-hmm. boogaloo now you know shit like that yeah um, that's not gonna be I, fun I, think it's important I mean who to really wants to boogaloo what do you think about that Brandon since you're here you're not here. me you talk about no, memes I, what's the yeah you're not. That, that's the, that's the thing is it, with the with the gun meme review, a lot of them are like boogaloo memes and things like that. Mm-hmm. If you look at the hashtag gun meme review on Instagram, it's like a, just a, a disturbing amount of boogaloo memes, which mm-hmm. were funny. I, I I thought it was funny, and I think the mm-hmm. sentiment is good mm-hmm. that you know people are, are prepared to you know to to sacrifice comfort for principle. But I think uh, it's on the internet they're now. prepared on the internet. <laughs> that's that's the thing. I think it's a bunch of edgy seventeen-year-olds. Yeah. 17-year-olds. yeah. That uh, have never seen violence in real life and have no idea what it means to completely fuck your existence to shit mm-hmm. for five years mm-hmm. uh, and with no idea of the outcome. Yeah. I, I don't think people are actually prepared for the implication of what they're jokingly advocating. I'm worried about the 10% of people who don't think it's a joke. Yeah. I- if, there, if, if, there's, if there's 10%, that's a lot. It don't take, but just, what was it? 3% of the population. That's where the three percenters get their name. Mm-hmm. It was 3% of the population that stood up against the British and the American revolution. Mm-hmm. 3%. Mm-hmm. The rest of what? them was whether neutral or for the Brits. So mm-hmm. it, it took a very small percentage with a really poor communication chain to win. Mm-hmm. And people now joke about this. And like he said, they don't understand what life's going to be like if they do this. Life's mm-hmm. going to be different, and it's not going to be this comfortable world we live in now. Mm-hmm. It's very uncomfortable, and it's very pleasant, and as he put it, very violent. Mm-hmm. And life is not fun like that. Yeah, and, and I mean like 10% of the, the people that are talking about boogaloo, boogaloo memes and things like that, 10% of them I think don't think it's a joke. And, and so that's the problem is that it only takes one person to really kick shit off in a way that makes things very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I'm I'm very worried about because it's one of those things like I think people need to do a lot more reading into history mm-hmm. uh, because they they do not understand the implications of which they speak and there is my fucking homeboy right there. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 listen, I was told that I'm missing all the fun and we got suppressors Brent. and AKs in one night, which is like my jam. This relationship <laughs> is real and it disturbs and Hank, me and, and I'm Hank very jealous. Just was, <laughs> Hank just didn't tell me about it. I cannot believe it. <laughs> We're talking talking about the boogaloo would you like to join oh, god the boog i don't think people are ready to like drink their own urine so but you know yeah. drinking uh devil's cut it's, it's about the same thing i guess yeah the, the thing is is that yeah it doesn't take a lot of people to actually start a revolution it is a dangerous thing and and okay if this is only like locked into the zone of just dudes throwing up memes which is not all 17 year olds okay 
so there's some, some grown-up people doing it, how I know that we're always teetering on the edge, because there is a, an element of groupthink, right, of people who are going to react to these things. Uh, I'm not naming names, but there's people who I know who are in the military or, you know, some some phase close to being in the military or out of the military or whatever, and they're like, hey, man, is this, you know, do you think this is the thing? Should I be packing up all my shit and heading over there? I'm like, wait, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I, th I think there's also a lot of people who think about life as a math problem. Mm -hmm. They think it's going to be very nice and simple when it's handed to them. Like, you have three choices, blah, blah, blah. You know, this is the situation. Would you like to do A, B, or mm -hmm. C? Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, well, obviously, you know, I'm an A guy, whatever. The mm -hmm. fuck. But, like, I, they don't really consider how complicated life mm -hmm. is in actuality. Yeah. It's, it's a very, very – it's a clusterfuck, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, it's a man. It really is. Yeah, none of us. I think none of us want it. Um, and what people, people around the world, looking at America, realizing how many guns we do have here and how many people, realize mm -hmm. this is this is a this is as close to utopia as you're getting anywhere in the world, because the the percent the people in America that are armed and do have guns, you know, and bad stuff doesn't happen like it does in other places. Okay, stuff happens, right? For sure. But the reason why I'm saying this, as an example, I was just looking, you know, there was this whole thing about like uh, Eminem dropped a new album. I think it was called Music to Murder People by um, lots of anti-gun stuff in there. And I actually saw it, there was an interview that he put out um, with Crooked Eye. And I looked at it because Eminem doesn't really do these long interviews about an hour long. So I looked mm -hmm. at it to see specifically, uh, you know, I'm into hip hop, but I wanted to see what he was saying about the gun stuff. And he said in there, he said, Eminem says that he's disturbed by all the people who have like 100, 150 guns, right? He said that, that disturbs him, that bothers him. He doesn't know why people need to have that. And <laughs> I'm going to send him an invite. <laughs> you're like, no, no, you're, you're, you shouldn't be disturbed. It's actually fun. And yeah. It's a good mm -hmm. start. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So uh, obviously we know the way that we think. But the thought experiment I would have with him when he was talking about this is, dude, think about you're talking about America and there are people that have that many guns. What's happening? What's happening? There's not, there's not this thing. People might try to make you feel like bad things are happening. I get it. And stuff is happening in the world. Okay. On top of that, there's no guy that could carry 150 guns with him to go do something. Yeah. I mean, what's he going to do? Pile them up in the bed? <laughs> yeah. <the truck>? yeah. <laughs> right. But just to think that. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about like I, well, how many, I think I've got like 750 receivers in the shop right now. I might just do it just them. for a joke. Oh. Throw them all in a backpack. Like, yeah. what'd you say, bitch? Is, <laughs> how many? 750. <laughs> uh, at least. Oh wow. Uh, probably. Mm. I think it's like it might be more. I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. So to think about it, Bound Book will tell you. But to think that there's all these people that have this is the same thing. You could equate this to anything. There's people that have a lot of alcohol. They have a lot of drugs. They have a lot of cars. They have a lot of this thing or that thing. Sounds like a good Friday night to me, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know. I we, we as people like to collect stuff. That's just Absolutely, how it is. Like, yeah. People collect weird shit. Yeah. I just so happen to like collecting guns. Yeah. And also, but those things, but why do we collect stuff, though? Why do we do that? It's Human beings do it. Why? Yeah, I can't tell you the psychology behind it. I just like it. I like yeah. I have things that I like, and I just want more guns. Because even We're materialistic a pack rats. Yeah, yeah, even a dog has to have a bone. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, and a, a, all the bones he can find. Yes, exactly. And he needs to bury them. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm I'm way less concerned by the guy who has a hundred guns than the guy who has a hundred beanie babies in his garage. Okay? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's just weird to me. It was really weird. Obviously, it was a one sided conversation. Um, I don't know that those guys even want to hear what we have to say. Um, the crooked eye that was talking to him, it was really weird. Like I get Eminem's uh, position that he's in being a very wealthy guy in Hollywood and all that kind of stuff nowadays to not see that there is nothing wrong with a guy having 150 guns. Although this is coming from the same dude who in his probably most popular song said, take all se- take seven kids from Columbine, put them all in a line, yeah. add an AK-47, a revolver, and a nine. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you really can't have it both ways, yeah. bud. You can't make millions yeah. of dollars on this shit and then talk about He's made rap songs about like murdering his baby mama, all kinds of stuff, all kinds of things. And he's the person, he's the first person that people would go after with something like this. And when that guy that has 150 guns, this is a thing that is making that guy happy. He has an activity that he's found that makes him... Now, not every gun guy out there has 150 guns or whatever. Um, we aspire to that. or we asp- I have a dream. Yeah, we aspire to 1,500 <laughs> or whatever it is. But it's something that makes us happy, that makes us not the person who's out there doing bad things, right? You go shooting, you, you, whether you're doing it for two-gun protection, hunting... You just want to you just want to collect these things. You like I collect bull pups because they're the most awesome guns ever. I'm not no. uh, just just gonna throw it out there. Yeah. All it would take realistically. <laughs> I know, I know. All it would take realistically is about fifteen grand, and you can go out and get hundred and fifty high points and have hundred and fifty guns. Yeah. Put them all Ta-da. side to side. Uh, I see we have guns. a man of culture. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I, Bottom ski and high points. Yeah. It's weird that people are worried you would about own that. like half of high point stock if you did that. Yeah. It's just but it's weird like it be like 30 bucks what? Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, they, it was just interesting to listen to these guys say that they were worried about that guy. They're worried about yeah. that guy. And you're not worried you know, about that one guy like you said the what what about the guy who gets who gets this thing solely for for destruction or the purposes of hurting other people. If he doesn't have access to that, he's going to get in a car. One of the most disturbing stories I heard, there was a father who his son had just died in a car accident of some sort, right? And he was sitting at a school in a car, and he was distraught about this. He started up his car and drove into a bunch of kids coming out of the school. Mm. I mean... That's a broken, that's a broken, evil, horrible human being we don't need on the planet. It has nothing to do with the car. You know, you shouldn't be afraid of, of, of the guy with 100 guns. You should be afraid of the really, really bad guy with one gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's the thing. I know that I see people in the chat talking about there was obviously something that happened today. Uh, I really honestly try to avoid talking about these things that are just happening when we're live on air. I know there was a, there was a shooting somewhere. Um, I, I, this is the first I've heard of it. Yeah, Yeah, it was. No, it was the Coors plant in Milwaukee. Yeah, it was a factory. You know. Okay. Yeah. I haven't said anything about it really. Yeah, I'm sorry. The, my mind immediately went to a really bad joke about Coors. Uh, but, that was really inappropriate. Oh. <laughs> oh, I thought about Duff. Oh, I thought about Duff beer. Duff beer. Uh, oh, but you know, and the thing is, one of the things about this, we don't know anything that happened there. We don't know any of the um, details or anything like that. You know what I, uh, I'm going to assume here? That there weren't a lot of people in that factory that were able to defend themselves. 
Mm. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Yeah. This is the thing, and I think a lot of people in America think this. When I, when I meet folks out there who are just getting into guns, the reason why they're getting into this, because when they see these things, they don't think, you know what, I think people need to have less guns, only the cops should have guns. They, that's not how their brain actually works. The brain says to them, how come these people weren't able to defend themselves? If I'm hearing these guys talking on the news about the Second Amendment thing, and there's people that are able to have guns, why can't I have a gun? Why can't Is that what I you think the vast majority of them think? I th- I, I'm meeting a lot of people like that, that when they see all of this stuff happening, they're like, wait a second, I, maybe I need to defend myself every day. Now, I'm not saying everyone thinks that. I think that there are people who maybe they think that way. But I remember even being a kid growing up outside of America and when I came to live here, my thought constantly was, why can't I be able to defend myself? Mm-hmm. You know, when you see these things, you say, how come there wasn't someone there able to defend themselves? Where's the, why do we have the culture? We, we cannot stop a guy from getting mad because he got fired. Yeah. Okay. That's always been happening. That's always been happening. We're just living in, like, a long time ago, that dude, people would take him out into the bushes. He's not coming back to the village. Right. right? <laughs> We're just living. Is a good life. But, but yeah. here, and, and here's the complicated problem. Is, is, and I was recently approached um, to, do a, to do a video with a kind of complicated subject, but mm-hmm. six people in a room, mm-hmm. uh, three of them NRA members and three of them mass shooting survivors mm-hmm. and, and talk about this mm-hmm. and sort of, sort of thing. And, uh, I, I'm still not sure if I'm going to do it or not, but have to fly out to LA and, and whatnot to do it. But mm-hmm. the, the thing behind it is, is kind of a, a modern problem. How do you stop the, the modern issue of, especially the, you know, the, the stereotypical white male demographic of, uh, you know, how, how do you stop the encroachment of nihilism and, and just these very that's, dark, dark thoughts in American that's culture. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. That is it's definitely just the, the problem. We have, you, don't, we, you don't value life. Or we have you, you, a you lot know. of young, angry men that have no outlet. And I don't know how to fix it, but there are a lot, a lot, a lot of young, young men that just are like, life sucks, everything sucks, I'm going to go shoot a place up. And it's not because there's st- – here's the one thing that I really want to harp on because this is like the one soapbox moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not because they're stupid. It's because they're just smart enough to understand they're mm-hmm. fucked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they don't know what to do about it. They're not smart enough to come up with a solution. They're not smart enough to see, I guess, the other side of the – it's that weird window that they're in that they're just mm-hmm. smart enough to see that they're fucked. They're too lazy or too dumb to do something about it. Mm-hmm. They're productive. It's just a really dark place to be in. Yeah. And with with sad. the internet and places like 4chan, which I frequent K all the time, uh, <laughs> you go to like Pole or B, it's just, God, nihilism everywhere. Everybody hating yeah. on everything. And, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. I think we have it. Uh, you know what? I, the one I think, what I think is the big problem, we have it too easy. That's the first thing. Idle hands and idle minds. Our it's parents true. didn't have it this easy. Mm-hmm. You know, our grandparents didn't have it this easy. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's one thing. There's just, I think if people were busier and had things to do, that would help. You know, if they had things. Now, ultimately, I don't, th- I don't think there's any way to fix it. Ultimately, then when someone's broken and, and, and evil and they decide to hurt other people, someone needs mm-hmm. to be there to stop them. Unfortunately, there's going to be people hurt in that scenario, right? But I, I think that 
you know, we're also living in a world where everyone's trying to be famous. Yeah. Oh, that is such a dangerous thing. Ugh. You know, and so when you have someone like that that has a lot of time, they feel slighted. They're not being kept uh, busy. Because, look, we all – I don't know about you guys, but we grew up and you didn't get every girl that you wanted to go out with. <laughs> you know? Speak for yourself, bud. Uh, yeah. No, I'm, 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 joking, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. I, I, I mean, but, in high school. Most of us grew up and we – like I'm sure that you didn't get everything. Someone bullied you in school. Someone did this. Someone oh, yeah. did that. How do we get into the space where this happens to someone? They're like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to freaking hurt. How does a father sit in a car? He lost his son. He decides he's just going to take out other people's kids. Where did that that come from? Example, but to be honest, on, on the on the psychological perspective of, of it, I think a lot of it has to do with broken homes and the absence of a father. Absence. So Man. here's here's a one correlation. One correlation that most people don't know that I find very interesting mm-hmm. is that if you're growing up with the absence of a father figure, the one of the biggest places that that impacts you as far as the development of your brain is empathy. Mm-hmm. The ability to feel for others is dampened, mm-hmm. and that is a very interesting correlation with people who exact. Uh, feelings of nihilism and things on other people for apparently no reason other than to prove that life is a fuck, nothing matters, and they're going to prove it. Mm-hmm. And that is a very, very interesting dichotomy that I don't think a lot of people look at other than headlines. So, is there a cure for that? I mean, how do we how do we make Not fathers be one. fathers, right? <laughs> there, I, I feel like there's there is no easy answer for it. Banning guns simply isn't the answer. Background checks aren't the answer. None mm-hmm. of that shit actually matters. Mm-hmm. The one thing people are going to have to do which I don't think anybody's actually fucking prepared to do is take responsibility for their actions and take responsibility for the things that are your own fucking thing to handle. And mm-hmm. that is something that is just too difficult for most people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think about that, Dave? He's right. Mm-hmm. I think he's exactly right. I think there's a, I went to, I went to a training class with Reed Hendricks up at Valor Ridge a couple okay. of years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and he made a point. He said, We've got a generation growing up with a deferment of responsibility. Mm-hmm. A whole generation growing mm-hmm. up with the refusal to accept responsibility for their actions. Mm-hmm. And until mm-hmm. they decide to accept it, you're not going to see this go away. Yeah. And, and then it still isn't going to fully go away. It's, it'll be mitigated to some degree, mm-hmm. but you're still going to have some dirtbag robbing somebody in Chicago. You're going to have somebody shoot somebody in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It's it. We always had it. We always had it. Tool. It's a convenient tool mm-hmm. that wields incredible power. It's and since it's been let out of Pandora's box, you can't put it back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can make guns out of three quarter inch water pipe from Home Depot and it will work. Oh yeah. Don't, yeah, I mean, babyface is laughing. It'll work. No, it's 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 totally he's laughing because he's probably tried it. <laughs> I'm Listen, because I've fucking done it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so you can't put that genie back in that bottle. Mm-hmm. No matter how bad you want to ban the genie, the genie is more powerful. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you have to. I think he's right. The family unit being broken and our society fostering that broken familyhood mm. isn't helping. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the in the quest to be accepting. Of, of other and, and this is not saying anything about you know uh, gays or LGBT or anything like that. It's, it's literally just saying that the quest to normalize mm-hmm. the non-standard atom- uh, atomic family unit. I don't care if you had two moms, two dads, whatever the hell. I, what I care about is that you actually had a sustainable family unit that is taking responsibility for something that is theirs 
and 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 choosing the harder path to raise a, a reasonable human being instead of just giving you a fucking iPad at two years old and letting you burn out your dopaminergic circuit on fucking yeah. YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yep. I think that I think that's a big part of it. Um, to me, to me, I feel like. Uh, you know, there's just this weird thing going on now with people that they're completely disconnecting from other human beings, right? And I, I don't know, I don't. I, it's easy to probably blame it on video games or whatever it is, but we're just disconnecting from each other, which we didn't really used to do in the past. And it's so, like maybe, for, for example, when if I messed up when I was a kid growing up, we could be in the supermarket or whatever, I'm getting my ass beat. And the and the people yeah, in the supermarket, right yeah. Now. And the people yeah. in the supermarket are probably going to be like to my mom. Yo, so good. That's so awesome. They're like high Yeah, her. you get it. Yeah, you learn. And if she didn't do it, they'd be like, "Oh, I'd beat my." I'll take. I'll take charge. I'll take you it. Want me to do it? Yeah. yeah, but there's like such weird disconnects going on now with people and their kids, and they don't feel any kind of like. People used to be embarrassed about. My mother mostly did that to me because I was embarrassing her. You know, now there's people and their kids are throwing tantrums or whatever. They're not it's like, they don't even know. They're acting like they don't notice it. You know, and yeah. I think this crazy disconnect is what winds up making people feel like this is not real. And there's not, uh, you know, circumstances, there's not things that happen that other people don't feel the repercussions of what's happening to them. You know, mm-hmm. so then you could just go out there and do something so horrible and it doesn't really matter. And you've lost like, you know, like I think like you're saying, you lose that empathy with other human beings because if you're suffering or you don't feel good. And I think we just freaking we're, we're coming to that dram- drama point too fast. You know, there's things that people are mad about today that <laughs> along to the, our parents and our parents' parents if they were in some kind of time machine looking through at us, they're like, what the hell are you people complaining about? And not, not just that, but I, I think it's, it's, it's societally driven in a way that I think it also has to do with the fact that, okay, so here's the other thing is how many women are shooting up schools? Um, yeah, zero. Yeah. Period. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Zero. Yeah. And there's, the reason for that is not only that testosterone drives mm-hmm. you to you know, kind of more aggressive behavior. The, uh, something that I would actually point to is what, what is the point in, in – 2020 what is the point for men mm. because we're we're no longer like the purpose you're saying I, I, what's I the purpose just, right yeah what what mm. is a man's purpose because mm. and i'm not only going to like segregate this off to, to white men which the mm. media is easy to do and i, I see why and I, I think this is to an exaggerated degree but i think it's a bigger disparity with mm. with just men in general mm-hmm. so it's it's like so we're told that we we cannot be the providers because that's sexist. We cannot make more money. We cannot be the you know the people that put bread on the table because mm-hmm. that's that's sexist. We mm-hmm. cannot be aggressive. We cannot. We still can't raise your fist to a woman because that's you know sexist or, or demeaning or something. So like, what what is the, the a woman's purpose is okay? Uh, obviously, sexual glorification or whatever. We still worship women mm-hmm. as far as you know desire them and everything. Uh, they're they're still you know they're being told they're more and more empowering messages every day. What the fuck is a man being told on a day to day, especially a teenage man growing up in this, in 2020 society? A lot of bad what the stuff. fuck is his purpose? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's true. I don't think I, I, I don't think I don't think a lot of people know that. I think maybe we know, but maybe they don't know. 
You know, maybe they don't being, feel like they're being one. assaulted. Mm -hmm. They're being assaulted with opposing messages. They're not being taught responsibility. They're mm -hmm. not being taught, you know, you have to provide for a family. You have to do X, Y, and Z because all the things that a man is traditionally supposed to do is now yeah. counter counterculture. Yeah. Stomping you custom says woman is the purpose. And I think that's kind of like how we're designed that we're kind of like two parts of the, of the same coin and, and we're driven by that purpose. But then when something gets in the way of that and says, nope, that's not natural. You shouldn't do that. That's evil. That's terrible. You shouldn't be driven by that. What the hell else are we driven by? Yeah, I, and I think it all feeds together. I think especially mm -hmm. with met with the nihilism, met with the lack of a father, met with a lack of a purpose, met with all of these things, access to all. It's just it is a really, really nasty clusterfuck mm -hmm. that it, more and more people are falling into. And it's really it's a, it's a shame. So is there any way to fix that? Yeah. And nobody's going to like it. Yeah, that's it's not easy. It's going to hurt. Yeah. 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 You're going to have to ditch pretty much uh, revert back 30 years. And that's a good start. Uh, yeah. The 2020 social justice, the 2020, you know, uh, male, female equality, egalitarianism is a fucking joke. And I, I hate to be so bold about it, but mm -hmm. it's like this is this is things that we should have figured out a very long time ago. I think it's leaving everyone very, lonely. The funny thing is that even the women are lonely. No, yeah, it's yeah. not just affecting men. Absolutely. No, yeah, even the women are lonely and feel like that same because they don't feel. I think when there's women that I see, especially younger women, that don't feel like they're fulfilled either, that their purpose yeah, is fulfilled are. either. Because yeah, we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. And right. there's two reasons for that. One is that they're not actually, you know, they're they're not fulfilling the the thing that they're told in life by their biology that they're they're mm -hmm. supposed to be happy doing. The second thing is uh, hypergamy, which is that women mate up the. Uh, the tree. They, mm. they made up the social hierarchy mm. in the way that they, uh, they're supposed to go be going after a guy who's more ambitious mm -hmm. and, and more wealthy. Yeah, and more the dude is everything. supposed to be a savage. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they're going after that. But yeah. if there's no fucking good, if, if they're being told to be the best that they can be and there's no good men to mate with them or be partners yeah. for life, and they're fucking dissatisfied too. So yeah. like, it's just, it's fucking with everybody. I yeah. think it's a weird dichotomy. I don't think people understand this. If you talk to like, I know I ask Lola about this all the time. We talk about it. If she sees a dude being weak, that's it. You might as well be non-existent. There's exactly. That's not, that's not attractive. <laughs> yeah. To yeah. A lot of most women that I know. Yeah. You know, and, but, but nevertheless, like you're saying, we're telling all the dudes to be weak. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So you're getting that effect, but then everyone's pretending like it's not happening. But then I talk to young women and they're like, oh, I'm so lonely and I can't find anyone. Like, what? Mm -hmm. really? Of course. You because can. especially and this is this is sad is the modern woman, the, the woman that is the ideal standard of what modern 2020 social justice says to be men are not interested in real men that they would want that's to be exactly. with are not that's fucking exactly but they are not interested in it they are not but the women are also not interested in that i think a lot yeah. aren't they're being told and what it makes the women angry yeah so it's this kind of weird thing that we're doing to ourselves but we're pretending we're not doing so like what the fuck is actually happening then you know and it's not to say you're not supposed to like women i think you know should be on a pedestal they should be they, I, I always see men as savages and women as like like goddesses. That's the way I look at it. You know, there is a power uh, to my being career, a woman. I, I, I have seriously appreciated women quite a bit. Of course, not to be a right. Not not to be a. It's not mm -hmm. a sexist thing no. at all. It's not not a. We devalue women. It's it's just one of those things where there's just 
And it's not just necessarily saying, woman, your place is in the kitchen, 1940s, you know, mm -hmm. aggressive man style. But it's like there are certain things where there is differences biologically that we just have to account for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if we don't. And if you don't, you're going to be miserable. Yeah. You can't fight biology. If we don't fulfill it, we wind up here. I mean, I think it's like I would hate right now to be out there dating. Mm. It, it wasn't fun, especially in a yeah. college town. It was awful. Yeah. I'm so lucky that yeah. I met Mark. You young Ugh. guys have probably been doing that. Awful, you know, yeah. awful, awful, yeah. awful. Can you imagine me and you out there I dating think right he now? Has a bottle of devil's cut on the table. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it makes it easier. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, we could probably get really deep into this. I know we're, we're over like the nine o'clock hour here. Um, I don't know if we're going to solve it, but I think, yeah, I think we're, we know what the problem is. But we're trying to pretend that we want something else. It's all confusing. Confusion leads to this kind of stuff, you know. We need to get mm -hmm. back to where we were. Obviously, things there's things that need to be fixed and all that. But we're trying to fix problems that we don't actually have, you know. And I think we need to figure out how to get back to that. And, and it's, it's going to be a tough road because no one really, 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 really wants to do it. So um, Start with yourself and fix things in your own area take responsibility for your own shit and let the world handle itself mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. good good advice okay so babyface you're here i know you came on brandon's here before before i start wrapping all of this up any business that needs to be handled with the ak daddy well, or whatever we'll talk later oh. we'll talk later i'm not, I'm not gonna try to put his personal info out there oh, oh, oh i appreciate that man i really do anxious was like hey you want to get it almost i almost got we'll him talk there. After. Still worry about it. yeah i almost got him there we'll get it done listen i think this is a great conversation i would definitely like to have every everyone that's here back on again and get into it. I appreciate Brandon. You know, you you've. I, I appreciate your insight. I think you're right in the middle, like you said earlier. You're a young guy, but you look at everything in an old way. You know, um, so I appreciate that, Dave. It's always mm -hmm. good you being on here. You know, and uh, and and bringing your wisdom to what we do here. You know, uh, like you, I'm trying to figure out this like weird world that we're all living in now of technology and these young people that you know. Think they, they know yeah. everything. Yeah. I want you to do something on, they know all on some of your social media. Oh. We just printed new posters. Oh, hold on. So Let's see. Hold on. There goes the stream. <laughs> and you have them contact us. Oh, this is a poster. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we framed this one for the office, but we've got posters. And you give one away and then tell us who to get, send it to, and we'll send it to them. Oh, okay. Are we. You know what? I will do this. Okay. We'll figure this out. We'll give away this poster. If, you can do it on your other channel or yeah, on your other media yeah. sources, whatever you want to do, just, but you get one to give away. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Here's what I'm going to say to the folks out there. If you're interested in getting that poster, then what you need to do is go to HankStrange.com and we will give away that poster sometime soon coming up. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go through here and let everyone tell you guys how you can get in touch with them if, you need, if you've got questions and things like that. Dave, why don't we start with you? If folks want to know more about Liberty Suppressors... And all the things you're doing, if they want to get their hands on one of those posters, what do they need to do? All right. You can reach us at www.LibertyCans.net, the web address. Mm -hmm. You can Google search Liberty Suppressors, and it'll land real easy. Mm -hmm. You can call us. Uh, once you go to the website, it has the email, the phone number, the yada, 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 all that mm -hmm. jazz. You can find us on Instagram at Liberty Cans. You can find us on Facebook, Liberty Suppressors. So if... Um, we don't talk on Facebook. It's just a post only, and I'll mm -hmm. occasionally answer a comment, or Andy will answer a comment. We don't do real communicate on Facebook because of its 
really difficult to navigate system. But we do answer DMs on Instagram pretty regular, and oh, okay. I check it. Andy checks it. So if they reach out to us on the ground, yeah. we'll get them routed through. So that's another rabbit. Slide, in rabbit. other words, code, slide into Dave's DM. Yeah. <laughs> slide. I wondered where that was going to not. It's not as bad as you think, Dave. It's not as bad as you think. I'm sure there's already a lot of people sliding into your DM. Okay, cool. Um, Brandon, how can the folks out there uh, keep up with you? People were asking Please about... don't slide into my DMs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> folks were asking about the AK-50, so I, we probably should not leave without giving them some kind of update, but how can people keep up with you and see what's going on? I know you got a new factory now, all that stuff. Oh, that's been a that's been a cluster, man. It's been a, it's been an exciting time. It's it's the best of times in the world. You live in my so. dream. You have a new factory. You know what I'm saying? That's the dream, buddy. Do we do we lose Sorry. it? Just had to decline a phone call. Sorry. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm on my phone right now. Yeah. Uh, but no, it, I mean, it's, it's been a great time, and uh, we're trying to pick up production to, to do more AKs in the future and everything and, and get those dealer networks going, getting everything going mm-hmm. really good. So it's it's been an adventure. But as far as the AK-50, we're finally getting back to working on it. Uh, had to take a hiatus because of, you know, the YouTube growth. We went from, like, 20,000 to, like, 310,000 over nice. the course of, like, a year. Yeah. Wow. It, it, was, it was insane. You're welcome. I mean, it, it's, You're it's, welcome. It was all because of you. Like, I can honestly attribute all of it to you in this podcast. Thank you so much for It has having nothing me. to do with Brandon's hair whatsoever. <laughs> nothing at all. I hope not. God. Um, uh, by the way, your beard no, is very dangerous for the coronavirus. I forgot to say that during the show. Oh, God. Yeah, we did talk <laughs> yeah, about that. you don't get a good seal yeah. with, the spice with the mask. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. No, no, no. It's all good. I, I had the coronavirus after SHOT Show, so oh, okay. uh, I'm cleared. I'm good to Brought go. Back shot. Yeah. You're in – where are you, in Georgia or – no, you're North Carolina. North Carolina. Okay, are you guys hiring? Uh, no, so that's the one thing. We got probably hundreds, if not maybe over a thousand DMs, emails, comments, everything asking if we were hiring. <laughs> I did actually have to hire, uh, but I mean, we're talking single digits. It's a small okay. shop around here. We're getting bigger. Uh, as the budget gets bigger, I would like to hire on more people, but it's, 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 it's great. I, it's, I am thankful for the amount of people that would like to work for us and everything, but it's, uh, it's a small shop. So it's yeah, one of those you'll things that's coming out of my pocket. Yeah. You'll get there. So it's, it's, it's nice, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, no, I'm, I'm appreciative. I, I'm appreciative of the following. I'm appreciative of the people that are reaching out. Yeah. Okay. And so how do, how do people do that? Just in case I missed it here. Yeah, sure. Uh, so it is on the YouTube. It's my name. It's Brandon Herrera. Cause I was too damn dumb to come up with an alias before I got big, but, mm-hmm. uh, the Instagram is real Brandon Herrera. So, okay. Very cool. And Babyface P of course, how can the folks keep up with you and all your shenanigans? YouTube.com slash babyface P. Uh, sure. I got more stuff on the way. Always mm-hmm. putting out content on random things that I do. Are you doing an AK guy project? Is there? Listen, if we get, you know, we'll talk about it. I may have another build in the way because oh, okay. people keep asking me to. He's build got seven hundred and fifty so. receivers. I don't know. We'll work yeah. On it. yeah. Look, I didn't even get your whole name typed in. Yeah. We're in her era. Look at that. That's how you know I'm moving up in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like were there some were there some other accounts with that too. That's why he has to go. So with I the tried room. to buy Brandon Herrera. I tried to buy Brandon Herrera from the one guy. He's like some schmuck up in Canada or something like that. He's got like a, a skating thing or some shit. I'm like, hey, I'll give you a hundred bucks back in the day. And he's like, no, man, people know me. I'm like, mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so cool. So Babyface P, I know you're. I know you're. You've got a Patreon. 
going for the uh, clubs yeah, out Patreon. there. Yeah, patreon.com slash babyfacep. A dollar gets you in Discord. All That's right. my pitch. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> Let me drop the end. Everyone stay in their seats. I'll drop the end right now. Make sure you guys uh, thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel, of course, ring the bell so you can be notified when we go live if you want to see the live show. You can also catch us on audio. Very easy. Just go to your favorite audio supplier or wherever, whatever they call those things. Podbean, Spreaker, the iTunes or whatever. Your audio dealer. <laughs> yeah, your audio dealer. We're, we're there. We're everywhere if you're looking for us. Make sure you go to HankStrange.com. That's the thing you need to do. We're going to give away that poster. Uh, I'll post something in uh, collaboration with Liberty, uh, and, and these the rest of these guys are here actually in the chat. I'll post up something about that poster, but you're gonna have to be on hankstrange.com so that we can email you about it. All right, um, thanks to Harry's Holsters as well for sponsoring us. Let's see, what else do we have to say here? Any final words? Brandon, how do we save the planet? Uh, by not getting a 10% battery warning as soon as Hank talks to you. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> save the planet, uh, save yourself, Take responsibility for your shit and unfuck yourself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dave, you want to add to that? It's <laughs> pretty good. Man up. Yeah. Man okay. up. I like Very that. good. Babyface P, you got any I, wisdom? I don't have any. Some I don't have any now. All right. Uh, get some booty. That always helps. Okay. It always helps out there. That's my advice to you. You know, relieve the pressures. Relieve the pressures. Okay. We are out of here. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace.